Would you call yourself a socialist? Uh, no. You've never told a lie in politics? No, no. See, somebody sent me a video actually last Friday and it had you talking at the socialist and you put it in school. Yes, yes. And, and you mentioned the word comrade uh, about four times in a minute. What was that about? It was a rally and I would have been about 25 years old. Comrade, 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 comrade. If you are caught in a lie or caught intentionally misleading the New Zealand public, how would you expect to be held to account? Well, I actually believe that it is possible to exist in politics without lying. We drum in that messaging around the dangers of COVID pretty diligently for a full two-week period of sustained propaganda. Sustained propaganda. Well, hello, hello. It's Grant Edwards, and you're we, uh, listening to Liberty we NZ, into, uh, and uh, we're coming to you live from yep. Parliament Buildings and John Ansell. Well, Hi, John. These are my father's. They're not mine. <laughs> G'day. G'day, Grant. Can you hear me? Sorry. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, how are you doing? Coming to you live from Parliament. Yeah, it's very, very alive here. Is, is, is the sound okay? Yep, sounds good. They had something else coming in over the background there, yeah, over the top. Yeah. I've got a <laughs> no, service going on. I've got a church service going on in the, under the, in the porch of the General Assembly Library. Uh, I'm just moving down the steps to uh, something else happening on the main stage. It's ab an absolute festival here. It's a, I, I said to Liz Gunn before that it's a cross between uh, a love-in, minus the sex as far as I can see, um, and uh, a music festival. Here's a generator. I'll just try and get past that as quickly as possible. Keep generating. And, uh, and, and, a, and a university. I mean, we're learning stuff. Uh, like you don't learn at a music festival. You don't talk about climate, about uh, about vaccine science at uh, music festivals so much. So it's sort of the best of everything. And it's all free, as is the food and the drink and the clothes if anyone gets uh, wet and tired and the and the hay, if Trevor sprays uh, water on us, and it's just the most <laughs> exuberant thing I've ever experienced in my life. And uh, I heartily recommend everyone gets, gets to Wellington. Jacinda could come down for a graze, couldn't she? She could come down for a graze. That's, I think, what the hay is for. But mm. it was swept up, you see, because suddenly, realize, suddenly people realised that having weathered last weekend like the most rainfall ever, it then got hot as hot as Wellington gets, and <laughs> suddenly people were thinking, oh, the hay could catch fire. So all the hay was swept up, or a lot of the hay was swept up, and uh, water was distributed by, by way of sort of firefighting, for firefighting purposes, should that eventuate, which it didn't. But uh, what's happening at this stage here? Everywhere I look, it's just amazing. Every person I talk to is fascinating. These are the actual intellectual elite, not the ones at the university down the road who wouldn't have a bloody clue about anything. Mm. Uh, the people here are highly well-informed. Well They're well-informed about the issue of the moment. You can't really tell them too much new because we, we all pay attention to the same stuff. We're all highly curious. We don't want our kids to die and uh, grandkids and uh, each other. To die that's really what's motivating these people I think more than anything else mm. um, and you go down Lambton Quay and they seem to want to die and their kids to die mm. because they are complete morons behind masks the masketeers they're afraid but they're terminally incurious 
I think it's a, it, it breaks along curiosity lines as well as ethical lines and bravery lines. But uh, the people here, the biggest mishmash of humanity you've ever experienced. It's wonderful. All shapes and sizes and races and creeds and costumes, it has to be said. I was talking to a jester before. He was in red and yellow. And I said, is that because you're a communist? And he, he laughed and he was highly informed as well. Uh, he was dressed as a jester, but uh, as you do. But uh, he knew all about the clowns on the in the beehive above him. So he was a clown, but he wasn't as big a clown as, as the people that are doing this to us. Now I'm on another stage, another band. I don't know what they're doing. There's a, there's a strobe light behind them. There's people seated in the audience. There's a chap I recognise from Parliament, actually, from Parliament days. He, he snuck in. He's just a, one of the workers. But uh, Did he sneak away? No, it's, well, he's just uh, he's just enjoying the enjoying the oh, vibe, as it were. I mean, I'm not a very trendy person. Anyone will tell you that. I don't like trends. I don't like conforming. I'm not a hippie. My God, it's catchy. I mean, it's it's like you could you could wind back time and like I recorded some some people dancing right, round about where I am at the moment at one of the gates, and uh, it was like in '60s. Folk festival. Have you got that there actually? So, and then they would ask for people to throw in um, suggestions for lines they might sing in the next verse and somebody would say, you know, Cindy should go away, da, da, you know, and that becomes Brilliant. the next verse. <laughs> and I, I, uh, I ran into those people, you might, you might line them up, I ran into them today. There was one absolutely magnetic woman. She was just tremendous, and a guy with a guitar, and I assumed that they were sort of partners, but they'd never met each other before in their lives. You might pick up the story by playing that, that interview from today, if you've got it there. You'll never guess what's happened. Um, that video, that audio song, that down by parliament, down by, yeah, that one, I've just run into uh, people who were in it. There's this lady called Rocky who denied she was in a song. I had to show it to her and said, "Oh yes, that was me in that one." And here we are. And uh, and and uh, and your name—you just told me it was only three seconds ago. And Doug, he was one of the exuberant people in the in the song as well. So what was that all about? Where did that start? Who's the other guy, by the way? Do you know? What is his name? I am. I feel like a horrible human being. I cannot remember his name. Um, but it was totally a spontaneous it moment. It was. It was a spontaneous so moment. So how did that come together? He just started jamming. He started this singing. This guy with a guitar. Yep. Yes. You've never met him before. Never met him before. It was oh. beautiful. And he just started telling us the lyrics as 
he was playing, and we just joined in, and it turned into this beautiful, beautiful moment. It was incredible. It was amazing. It was beautiful. I just thought you were a, 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 a band, and Aww. you'd done a sort of flash mob. <laughs> Try and get everybody to join in with this carefully rehearsed plan of yours, <laughs> which apparently was no such thing. Absolutely no rehearsal whatsoever, just Well, he brought it. his guitar, so he must have been planning to do something. Uh, he must have I been. feel like yeah. that man was, we, was just planning, we, we just joined in. He just joined in and provided the backdrop. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. The good vibes oh, all around. Yeah, you're going to do it again? We probably oh. don't know who he is. Well, I hope we do. do if he, he shows up, we will join in. And if not, we'll find someone else with a guitar. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I played the guitar very, very badly. No, not very much. Doesn't matter. Somebody will. He had a hole. It had a hole in it for some reason. He had a hole in it. It was a beautiful looking guitar. A hole where it's supposed to be, and then another hole. Yeah. Uh, but to the right. I've never seen that. No, me neither. No, you haven't either. It was very. I beautiful. cannot believe that that wasn't that you didn't know each other. No. You, you clearly know each other. But. But no, we you had and no him didn't know. No. And that's what's so beautiful about this movement right now is that strangers just come together in genuine, yeah. wholesome love. Yeah, make beautiful music. Beautiful and where music. have you come from? Anywhere? Napier. Yeah? Yeah, we can have a Napier. Well, uh, yeah. wow. Yeah, you're going to stay for a while? Till the end. Because it's affirming because when you see people like you guys, you think, wow, these are real people. These are these are really joyous human beings. They're not weirdos. Yes. At a, at a different time, he would have been hippies. He looked for the world yeah. like a folk singer from the Absolutely. 60s Absolutely or something. He did. So it's kind of timeless. Yeah. It's kind of, for, for those of us of a certain age, you know, yeah. it, it's almost like you, you blink and you're back in that yes. time, even though yes. the people from that time are, yes. are dead mostly. But, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but it doesn't, that it, the essence of it doesn't change. Yes. No, it doesn't. The causes change a bit. Well, we've got genocide now. That was, yes. we weren't. It was nuclear war. I wasn't there at that time. I'm not that old. But it was, it was, it was pretty horrific, the idea of nuclear war. This is actually a nuclear war inside bodies. So yes, it, yes. It's many times worse. Correct. It's just that you go down Lampton Key and try and tell them that. Good luck, Dave. Good luck to them. It's two countries. It's insane. Two, two timelines. Time two timelines going it's on. Right. It's like there's two tribes. One says, the government says jump. And they yes. say, how high? Yep. Yes, yep. Yes, yes. And then there's yep. us, we say, no. why? why? We ask why? why? Or no, or yes. no. Yes. yes, question everything. Question everything. I think it's a curiosity goal. It's, a, it's an ethical goal. It's an ethical goal. It's, the, dis, it's the honest versus the dishonest, yes. as I told the TVNZ reporter. He wasn't too impressed. But <laughs> I think, you know, that he represents the dishonest. Yes, yes. So does yes. she. I think it's as simple as that. But it it's is. also. It's also sort of cowardice versus courage, going along, you know, go, going along with what's always been. Yes. Or if yeah. you're a doctor, take 300 bucks per stab, knowing you're going to kill some people. Okay. That, to me, is not terribly honest. No. But it, I think it's also a curiosity goal. Yeah. That's what yeah. you're saying. It's, their curiosity extends down to what does Jacinda think? Yeah, absolutely. Or what does Susie think? Jacinda. Yeah. So Jacinda says it's safe and effective. Oh good, we'll get. I'll get. I'll make we'll mine. A, make mine a double. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I'll do the me. do the kids while you're there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and Susie says yes. Well, the vaccine that goes in your arm and the deltoid muscle and the uh, and uh, what's the names? The antibodies. Antibodies. Uh, have a little conference and and they, and they sort it out and it's all done. Yeah. Whereas the that's the state doctors. Yeah. The great doctors. I like my rhymes, you see. The great doctors of the world say not so much. Hey, you know, it goes hey, down, down, hey. down. Most of it goes down into the organs, yep. into the spleen and the lung and the liver and the brain. Yes, and yes, you yes. kind of die. Yes. Really. 
And if you're going to have a booster, says this elegant Thai man called Sucharit Bhakti, make your will. She says, get your booster, get your booster, get your booster, get your booster. Too ethical, I mean, too... Yeah, so it's it's curiosity. I seem to be doing most of the talking in this interview. Sorry about that. No, it's beautiful. We love it. You have a lot to say and it's good. I'm just stunned to see you here. Oh, I'm stunned to see you here. Thank you for coming oh, thank down. Thank you. Because I just stumbled upon your act last night. I thought, what the hell is this? I, I thought I'd turn the camera on. Oh, I forgot to turn it the right way round. Uh, then I realised that, so I turned it round. I should have stayed with the one for the future. But, you know, that's because, you know, I'm not a cameraman. But it's... It just this completes the circle for this for me for this story. So Amazing. Thank you. Very, thank you. Very thank you for having us. Thank you for your time. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Oh, what do I do now? That's peaked. <laughs> the day has peaked. Get out of here. Stop it. Stop it. I'm doing a, yeah, I'm so a, that's a bit of craziness. Clock, so. mm. They sound fasc- fascinating. So her name's Ricky. Her name is Ricky. Yes, Ricky. Ricky. Dodds or Dodds or something. Yeah, so. I think um, to, I'd like to talk about something that else had happened to me, Grant, mm. which was an interview, just to put a downer on things, it was an interview by TVNZ, uh, Te Karere, who wanted to talk to me. Now, normally that means they want to uh, humiliate me in some way because of something to do with the terrible uh, agenda that I have of uh, equal citizenship. Uh, so... And then they rang again. So perhaps um, you might play that. I, I, I recorded the whole thing knowing that they would be trying to double cross me in some way. And sure enough, they didn't run either interview uh, yesterday as they were supposed to. Nothing they ever do is what they say they're going to do. So I took the precaution of filming the whole thing or getting my friend Joe to film the interview from over the interviewer's shoulder. And... I was interviewing in my pocket with my phone upside down. I, I wore my father's war medals in the, on the jacket so that because I anticipated that they were going to be running some sort of white supremacist line because there's this absurd idea that this whole thing is being concocted by white supremacists, Nazis. So um, they didn't in the end, but uh, I'll just play the, the whole thing, the setup and the interview and the chat that we did afterwards, just to provide listeners with the sort of feeling of what happens at these interviews from interviews from the interviewee's point of view. And then there's the one we did, uh, I did today on Zoom, which was uh, even more interesting, I think. So let, let's do that, eh? Just to make my point, if we uh, if we get into uh, I'm just information stuff, why I've got the medals yeah. on. These are my father's; they're not mine. <laughs> But uh, that's what they all fought for. Yeah. Cool. We'll just stop. Yeah, you can get behind that mic and check everything. Of course. Set up phase. Oh, that's all right. Te Kiwa. Is this right? Yep. Te Kiwa McLean, he was. not going to eat me. <laughs> no. That was the no microphone. There. Mm. No microphone. Big woolly microphone. A bit of water would have been on. Never mind. Mm. Mm. Mm, that's a long way off. It's a long lens. <laughs> Social distancing. It was in a park. <laughs> they didn't want to do it at Parliament for some reason. I'll point that out oh, later. Coming. Coming up to mm, there. Wonder why. Yeah. 
about there. Nice and intimate little little garden. I didn't get my questions. Oh, sorry, promised to send me questions. Are. How convenient. They never do. Um, there's about four of them. Yep. I ended up asking six. There's a number of groups that wouldn't normally share the same views. Oh, yeah, yeah. What yeah. do you think has brought them together? That's good. What do you think the Prime Minister should do about this? Is this bringing together Māori and Pākehā? Yep, yep. And who should be leading it, Māori or Pākehā? Right. Good. No. Good. Okay. Oh. I'm recording. Okay. Ready? Cool. Firstly, well, uh, happy Tuesday, uh, John. Thank you for making yourself available to speak with the Karere this morning. I guess firstly, um, yes, in regards to this protest, uh, you know, there are many people there that would not normally share the same view. What do you think has brought them together? Yeah, I know very well what's brought us together. Uh, a common, um, our ethical compass pointing the same way, moral compass pointing the same way. It doesn't break along racial grounds or gender grounds or... Uh, any other grounds, it, it breaks along uh, the grounds of people who are honest and people who are not. It's as simple as that. And I guess, you know, um, what do you think the Prime Minister should do about all this? She should resign uh, because she is an international grade criminal who is uh, taking part in a genocide according to a long-standing plan, which just sounds so bizarre, it just happens to be true. It's eugenics, you research it. Um, it's depopulation, it's what Bill Gates wants, uh, Klaus Schwab, all of those people that are held to be conspiracy theorists, um, or those of us who talk about it, the more you research it, the more you know that all of that is true. So Jacinda Ardern should get the hell out of the beehive and turn it over to a grown-up, and we should have a proper election and ethically cleanse, ethically, ethically cleanse the whole of the political class, because none of them are fit for purpose, they're all dishonest. And who should she give it over to? Uh, well, there should be a proper election, uh, proper, you know, a party formed, ideally, uh, that will, I think you'd find, would consist of a lot of the leaders of the freedom movement. Uh, there'll be a lot of Maori people in it, uh, a lot of uh, people of all uh, nationalities and uh, races and creeds, uh, because this is the people versus the crooks. And the people have to run the government, not the crooks. And is this bringing together Maori and Pākehā? Yeah, I'm seeing it. I mean, I've got a lot of Maori buddies now that I didn't used to have. I, I, I don't know if you know, but I've taken a position against the Treaty of Waitangi stuff, which I hold to be not a, not a, not a partnership and all that stuff that I say. Iwi, Kiwi. I mean, really, it's about that. Kiwis should be running New Zealand, not Iwis. And Kiwis are all of us, including Iwi. So that's the point I'll be making to my new Maori friends. But they are on the same page, uh, on, at least on this, on this virus stuff. They don't like their children being murdered. Uh, funny that, isn't it? Uh, and uh, that's what's happening. So the people that you guys are too afraid to, to stand in front of because they detest the media, because the media are the corrupt propagandists for the Ardern, the Jacinda Nistas, taking the money to tell lies, um, quite deservedly, they, you know, they would give you a hard time. It's not too late, though, to abandon ship and side with the good people. Same with the police. But... Um, Sorry, what was the question? <laughs> Is this bringing together more Oh, yeah. Well, I, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. There's no difference between ethical people. Um, and Māori are heavily divided. I'm seeing it. My good friend Pem Bird uh, from the hesitancy, vaccine hesitancy capital of, of the world, Murupara. 
I mean, he's been kicked out of his marae because he's not back. He's been kicked out of his church, which he was about to be a minister of, his kura, which he founded and is the principal of, and there's oh, something else, his union, uh, everything, every institution that's made up his life, he's, he's had to, uh, he's been ex excommunicated from. And I said, how are you feeling about that, uh, Pim? And he says, I've never felt so liberated. So the people down there, they're not giving up. They're the cream of the crop, funnily enough. They're the ethical ones. They've seen what Ardern's been doing for years uh, and uh, how she's been manipulating things. And uh, so I think Māori and Pākehā are coming together beautifully over this because Māori, bad Māori, uh, are the enemy of good Māori. And, you know, I'm just on the side of good Māori and good everyone. And I guess who should be leading it, Māori or Pākehā? Oh, by the way, I forgot. The other thing was the, the Māori Party, which he helped found and was the president of. He's disgusted by what, with what they're doing now. So who should be the leader of it, Māori or Pākehā? Well, the leader should be a non-racial decision. It should be, you know, Māori are one-sixth of New Zealand. Don't know if you've noticed. Uh, so they form, a, they form a group. But we, shouldn't, we don't need to hang out in groups. We are, we are one, really. So it should be the best one, uh, regardless of anything else, skin colour, uh, sexuality or anything. It's, it's nuts to think like that. That's part of the, the leftist strategy the communist globalist strategy to divide people. That's what they want. So we shouldn't be asking questions like, who should lead Mario Pakia? It should be led by the best person. Uh, maybe we should all be leaders. It's really unhealthy to think we have to have a leader to broadcast messages like Trevor Mallard's been broadcasting like Big Brother on the crowd, telling them to get off his grass. It's not his grass. It's got hay on it now. Some wonderful creativity going on by the people uh, to repel the attacks of the arrogant sods who think that they own that place. They don't own it, they're our servants. And what do you make, there has been study, uh, under, uh, there has been a study being take, undertaken by Dr. T. Nangata of East Coast, uh, and that actually proves that there has been a misuse of Māori symbols by non-Māori, uh, such as the Whakaputanga flag and the Tinoranga Tiratanga yeah. flag upside down. What do you make of that? Well, they've been using the New Zealand flag upside down. Māori have got to get over this victimhood status. It's, it's just demeaning, and the good Māori tell me that. Um, do you want to get charged every time you use a microphone? It wasn't invented by Māori. Most of the things you see were not invented by Māori. You don't have a sacred right. I mean, would you like to get a tax on the English language, you know, when you, every time you use it? So let's drop all that. Let's, it, it's, it's stupid and it's deliberate. It's designed to divide. Māori, I would be much happier to say kia ora to you if I didn't know that that was being used as a Trojan horse for separatism. That's the only reason I stood up against the Mayor of Wellington when he decided to demote my language below the language spoken by 3%. Otherwise, I'd be studying the Maori language. But I resent the way it is rammed down our throat as though it is something super, super special. It's just another way that people communicate. And funnily, and I don't, should, shouldn't have to apologise, but English is the language that everybody wants to speak in the world. So. You know, why are we arguing about it? So, we just got to drop this, this factional thinking because it's, it's what the puppeteers are wanting. That's what they're trying to do to us. Then we can celebrate our differences. We can celebrate, you know, because, but I think most of the time, most of us agree on most things most of the time as human beings. And that's what we're seeing down at that uh, Trevor Mallard Memorial Swamp. We're seeing wonderful interaction between human beings. Some of them happen to have blue eyes and you know brown skin and whatever um, 
it doesn't, none of that matters because all you're seeing is this love and humanity coming through and helping each other against a common enemy, which by the way, Tao Kiwa, you are representing, but there's, there's still time. Do you think, do you think there was a, you know, with the, the misuse of, the misuse of Māori symbols by non-Māori, you know, do you not see the picture here, like, I guess, well, I see a very precious picture, but look, nobody, nobody's trying to, nobody's trying to do anybody down. A, a white woman, she was in tears. She was saying, "Oh, the the Maori are telling me off because I did the karakia wrong." She is trying her best to uh, participate in. Could she not have prayed in her own language? She could have, but she was trying to be respectful. You know, she was, and she had been. Other Maori had saluted her for her efforts. It's like when you go to France and you try to speak a bit of French, you're not very good, but they say, "Oh, thank you, merci for trying." You know. Um, that's all she was doing, and she was broken down in tears about it because she was being insulted. Now, that would just be a, a, a few, but uh, I felt very sorry that she should be treated that way, and anyone should be treated that way. It's just about good manners, really, yeah. I think. And lastly, um, in terms of this mis online misinformation with regards to the uh, COVID-19 vaccination, yeah. Māori have now started to turn on Māori... Yeah. Reporters, Maori, yeah. Um, media outlets yeah. like Te Kariri. That's right. Yes, the honest ones are turning on the ones doing the disinformation. That's what you've got to get your head around. I see you smiling. But you guys are doing the disinformation. They know the information. They research. I know good Maori, among many other, who do deep dives into the research, finding out what the good, the great doctors of the world are saying, which is the complete opposite of what the state-bribed, state-brainwashed, state doctors of New Zealand are saying and doing, they are taking $300 a stab knowing well that they're killing people. And they are killing people. Many times more than have died of the infection have been killed by the injection. That's what's going on, that people are not, people like you are not telling the public. But we know, because we've got, you know, the internet and all those wonderful tools. Uh, and we listen to the great doctors like Suturit Bhakti, who said, if you have a third shot, make your will. This elegant Thai man, most cited microbiologist in German history, and people like that, lots and lots of great doctors like that, are telling us that this is a genetic time bomb, basically, in the blood tunnels. But you guys are not telling the people that, so you are culpable in the resulting genocide which is happening. Any not nice, words, is it? John? Any Sorry? Final words, John? Any final words? Um, I just think it's time we, we had a great reset, a great ethical reset and I'm enjoying it coming together. So Jacinda Ardern, get lost. Bit of nodding, bit of bit of innocent nodding. Well I'm I'm in advertising, I'm not been in the press for some time. No, I'm not I'm an ad man but uh been on a few shoots and so we're gonna nod at each other and blah blah. But uh this is um he was just another soldier, no, nothing special. But uh, he went to the Pacific. He, he, he wanted to get to the Middle, Middle East, but he, uh, he got sent to the Pacific. I'm just wearing this in case anyone tries to brand me as a, as a far right white supremacist Nazi. These medals fought against the Nazis and the Nazis today are the ones in the beehive. The people down in the Trevor Mallard Memorial Swamp, they are more like this. They're fighting a war for the people for their freedom, but it's really against the murder of children. At the sharp end, it's the murder of five-year-olds. That's what I keep telling them. It's not, don't cry, freedom, 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 because the other side just goes selfish, selfish. 
cry, how dare you murder five-year-olds? That's really what this should all be about, because they are. And everybody north of five, she'll be coming after the north of fours as well, but uh, their mission is to kill as many people as possible. And it just sounds bizarre, but that's what's happening. If, you pay if you've got an IQ above room temperature, you will have done the research and find that that is what's happening all around the world. That's why Canadian, mild-mannered Canadians, uh, getting in their trucks and giving it to, to, a, to a Jacinda Ardern clone over there, really. That pretty boy, Trudeau. He's only got a brain to keep his ears apart, and, uh, but he is being puppeteered by, by some very, very evil people up the top, the World Economic Forum, from whose propaganda school they both graduated. I watched the document of a uh, piece you were on, Marai, a few years back in your... Yeah, I've got a bit of form, haven't when I? You, when you Mariah. ran for the parliament, eh? When you, ran, you had a party? You were, you were sitting up a party? Oh, I was thinking, yeah, I was, it was one of the ones I thought about. Never quite, never quite got the, the uh, support back then, but I think, you know, Liz Gunn's got... The, uh, the name I came up with was uh, Free New Zealand. Well, Liz Gunn is running with, with that sort of idea too. And uh, that is actually not a bad name because that's what we need to do. It's a verb as well as a noun. Mm. In other words, you've, we've got to free New Zealand from that sort of stuff. What these people the are doing. Nixon next year? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what I'll be. I'll, be, I'll do whatever, whatever I am wanted to do. Uh, I, I do advertising. I do whatever. But I, I didn't expect to be running podcasts and, and doing interviews. Maybe I should interview you. But you know that we're, everybody is stepping up these days. A lot of people on that Trevor Mallard Memorial Swamp are doing things they never thought they'd be doing. Uh, but this is what we do. We come together as a people, dig trenches like at Gallipoli. It's a very, very micro, microcosm of what went on in, in, the, in the hot wars. But, uh, you know, digging trenches to, to keep out Trevor Mallard's water. Uh, playing, you know, songs and sirens back at Trevor. We should be playing the, the um, Do You Hear The People Sing song with the barricades word in it. Um, back at Trevor, who tries to blast us with uh, what he thinks is a joke, you know, Jacinda Ardern on the recorder playing Titanic or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we love that. We love that. You know, give us more. We can't get enough of their their uh, pathetic actions because it always backfires. And the police, ditto the police. The police are a disgrace. They have disgraced themselves. And there is one very, very poignant uh, artifact, handcuffs uh, attached to the green railings outside Parliament because one policeman attached them there in disgust as he resigned his badge. He attached, and they're probably still there, he attached his handcuffs to the railing and, and, and walked off in disgust. There'd been quite a number of honest police doing that. So it's an ethical time. You know, are you honest? Are you dishonest? Are you with the people? Are you against the people? It's a very, very simple decision that people have to make. Can I get a photo of you for my um, article there, John? You didn't say cheese or anything. Cheese. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, John. Okay. Hope that helps. Yeah, it will. I was a bit rude. But, you know, it's that no, sort of went. time. Yeah, it is. People do need well, to actually understand what's going on. But I don't know what you're what you're put of it. But um, you're on the wrong side, and those people are on the right side. It's hard to even say that to someone. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's not nice being rude. Yeah. Or, uh, but. Uh, when people are killing children, I heard of another three children that have died post vax three, five to 11-year-olds. I thought it was just one um, in Southland, and I'm getting more information on, on that. I've just heard there's three more that are, are coming through. Now, that's 
that's three more than we'll, that's, that's four more than we'll ever die of the virus. So you don't, you're not the kids don't die. Oh shit, no. I'm not stupid. So how do you get around? How do you get in? Do you, do you <laughs> I like get that. Get into shops and stuff, or do you yep. get someone else to go in? Yep. Oh no, we, we're not. We're not. We're not. Um, we're not intimidated by the Jacinda Ardern train and face nappy. Yeah. Um, and more and more people are doing that, and 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 more and more people are uh, appreciating that it is possible not to be uh, a brainwashed fool. Mm. But it's hard sometimes. It's hard. All of these people have sacrificed a great deal to be here. Either money, petrol, uh, the hammering they get they're from their friends and family. Down there? My family are hammering me because they um, they just want to go along like little mind-controlled slaves. But the people they're down there. Are going to go and have a jacket? Yep, 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 yep. Have a look today. Yeah. Uh, they'll probably be blasting the blasting the audio, the sonic boom weapon. They're doing that in Australia. They've got this bloody thing that looks like a big version of that, and they're blasting this sound wave that can that can puncture your eardrums. That's, that's Ardern's idea of kindness. Yeah. Trevor Mallard's idea of kindness. <coughs> but, uh, that's, it's, it's, a, it's such a bizarre thing to be talking about yeah. uh, and to be happening. It's but good it is happening. Number. It is happening. Future, yeah. future By all means. You know, I mean, it'll be good to have you back on in the, in the future. I mean, I just, say, I just say, look, find out what's true or what you believe is true Say that and stand well back and, and wait for people to catch up. And yeah. it's, it takes a while, but a lot of Maori people have caught up, are catching up. And yeah. we don't want to be different. We don't want to be looking down on anybody or up to anybody. We, we, we just want to get along. And that's what happens down there. Yeah. Everybody just gets along. G'day, how are we going, bro? And we should do more of that because everybody should experience that. Definitely. Well, anyway, we've wrapped it on. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Thanks. Heart information for 14-year-olds. It's tr true. Yeah, man. Yeah. There's no rabbit hole. She's in the 30%. Hypnotised. No hope. She said, you don't, I've done research and gone down the rabbit hole. thing is, there's 30% who are hypnotised, 30% who are basically our lot, and there's 40% in the middle who are uh, watching, watching, so, watching and learning, so watching I'm, and I'm learning. Not, so I'm not dumb, and I've got 12 and 14 year old boys, right? Yeah. And so when the vaccine came out, I had questions, and so I have emailed Kieran McDonald. Joe, having an encounter with a member of the public. I think the sound comes back, doesn't it, John? Yeah, it comes back, yeah. Quite yeah. Where do you go? There's a, there's a it's lady who's watching. Single source of truth. I cannot give <laughs> um, the, the, this vaccine to my boys who play sport. If they develop mitochondritis and can never play sport again, I will be failing as a mum. And that's, that scares me. And there's just not um, enough research. The thing is, the people doing the, suffering the adverse effects, they're not a few. Yeah. You can no. say, oh, okay, in every, in every vaccine or anything, because most of the people believe in vaccines, uh, for other things, but this isn't a vaccine. It's a genetic, genetic time bomb bioweapon with little razor blades in, according to the guy that was subsequently murdered for saying it, and this, it was the international authority. But it's not like there's a few. There's, you know, if there's a, another vaccine, it's like there's a, there's a regrettable minor percentage of people who really have, you know, might, might die. But this one, the, the chart goes off the, off the bloody... Well, thank you off guys. the scale. Yeah, lovely to meet you again. You thank too. you. Have a lovely day. Very gracious. Yeah. Very gracious. Uh, more gracious than I was to you. But, you know, thank you. Thank you. Whoever thank you, you are. See you guys. <laughs> Bye. Was the assistant with the camera person with a mask on. Yeah. So I thought we'd play the whole thing just so people get an idea of how these. Yeah. That was good. Uh, sort of in in interviews go. And there was a bit of, you know, quite a bit happened after the cameras were off. But, of course, none of it got played and neither did the next one.
I don't know if you want to play that now or whether you've had enough of... Uh, it's up to you. No, I, I think we should play it. It's very, well, very good. Well. I think it's only mm. five minutes, I think she said, but yeah. there's, a, there's a sequel to this that um, was rather sinister afterwards. So mm-hmm. so pl- presumably you've trimmed off the, the, the beginning. waffle at the front, have you? Yes. Yeah, yes. I think so. so. Sort of it. It's, it's always listen. a bit hard to hear the other side when one is furtively recording yeah. one's own interview. <laughs> so, sorry That's right. That, yeah, and you may have, thought, is it? Yeah. Well, I think it's a bit ironic. I mean, history rhymes. And this is the tribe of Teirapraha, one of the biggest genocidal monsters of the the 19th 19th century. Their descendants are basically participating in a genocide in the 21st century, supporting the murder of their grandchildren. I can't abide that. I mean... uh, and they're taking money from the government to do it. So I'm sorry, uh, but I'm, I am on the side of Maori, if you like, uh, the good Maori, the honest Maori, against the corrupt ones. And the iwi are the corrupt ones. I think the iwi, iwi is a corrupt construct. I understand that hapu is the real go-to um, grouping in Maoridom, but uh, the iwi are behaving like corporates everywhere. They're supporting a genocidal monster of a prime minister who is murdering children. I heard about another child, an eight-year-old in New Plymouth today, or didn't die today, but I heard about it today, um, post-vax. And this is entirely predictable. It's what happens all around the world. It's what happens to older people in New Zealand by their hundreds, if not thousands. And uh, now it's happening to children and Ngāti Toa, of all entities, are... uh, Sort of leading the way and supporting it. So I think it's a disgrace. I think the people at Parliament Grounds are the good people, the bright people who do their research, who know what's happening. And I think the, the politicians and the iwi know what's happening as well, and that makes them all the more disgraceful. If I could communicate with Ngāti Toa directly, well, I'd say stop behaving like your ancestor. <laughs> I didn't uh, like that. What is your response to the accusations of some protesters threatening and intimidating behaviour? I haven't seen any. The only, Im- imita- the only threatening behaviour I've seen is from the police and only some of the police. Uh, it's an absolute beat-up. There was a disgraceful comment by uh, Michael Wood, one of the... Uh, one of the communists in parliament who said it's a it's a river of filth down there that couldn't be more of a lie if he tried and he is a skilled liar they all are you know it's a wonderful outpouring of humanity if you like if it's a river of anything it's a river of of uh, of of wonderful love and good feeling down at that place he wouldn't have been anywhere near it because he's too scared and that would apply, uh, you know, if we're in, on Māori TV, Te Karare, that would apply to all of the Māori Party MPs as well. Oh, weeks, months, as long as it takes to ethically cleanse the political class, because they're all responsible and they're all guilty of complicity in genocide, and so are the media.
She went a bit quiet. Yes. Is that it? Is that what you've got? Oh, oh that must be it. Is it? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's it. Well, there was, yeah, I can't Sorry. quite hear. I can't quite hear the faint bits. Your listeners might be able to hear mm, better than I, I can it. down yeah. here. At yeah, we heard it. Mm. More or less, that's it. And um, uh, that might explain why you didn't hear any of it on Takari. <laughs> wasn't a long yeah. minute for them. Yeah. But I got no. this phone call, you see. I got mm -hmm. this phone call after that by this sort of Rumpelstiltskin-like woman who was not terribly happy. And she, and it, it, became, a, it became obvious to me that the whole point of having me on was to hopefully uh, get me to confess that I was one of the leaders of this this rebellion in some way and uh, I was as a white supremacist you know this is the line they run I mean we had Shane Chafin running around looking for white supremacists the other day as a joke you know and he, it was he, good. Cha <laughs> he chanced upon me and I said he said I found one I found one. <laughs> but, uh, there's um I mean I've just said g'day to a big Maori guy Tai Nui who's on one of my other recordings that we may or may not have played already but he said oh get you some food bro you know he's uh, you know, this is the sort of thing that's happening down here. Mm. And um, anyway, this woman rings up, this producer. I think her name might have been Isabel. I asked one of the interviewers who, who the producer might be, but they've got everything else wrong, so it, it might not be uh, this Isabel. But uh, anyway, Isabel wanted to know why, um, first of all, am I, am I uh, in a group? No, I'm not in a group. I'm not in any group at all. Well, do you know who the leaders are? You're one of the leaders? No, I'm not a leader. <laughs> You know, I have trouble tidying my room. I mean, I'm organized. I'm not very organized. Uh, but but uh, she said, well, but when uh, when um, when the interviewer rang you before, you, you you were in a meeting. Well, that was somebody who couldn't even remember my uh, email address when I said it twice, uh, and she certainly wasn't correct that I was in a meeting. I was actually in the bath, and I said that. I said I wasn't in a meeting. I was in a bath in the bath because I'd been on a long hill walk, and I. I'd arranged to do this interview at 11 o'clock, you see, or I'd suggested 11 o'clock by Zoom at home. So I wanted to get over to Parliament, but I was stuck at home waiting for them. And sure enough, um, they came through and said, oh, yes, it'll be ready you know, around about 11.45, which was not 11 o'clock. But then they must have realised that, so they rang me at 11 o'clock, and I said, oh, it's not, I can't, said, should we do it now? And I said, oh, no, I can't do it now, I'll do it, do it at 11.30. Now, nowhere, this sounds boring, but nowhere did I say, hello, young lady on a scooter who's just come up to me. Um, uh, no, I, can't, I didn't say that I was in the bath, and I certainly didn't say that I was in a meeting. I didn't say where I was. I just said it wasn't convenient. Uh, and at 11, 11.30, I did the interview. But this woman, it was rather sinister that she was determined that I had said that I was in a meeting, and therefore it must have been a white conspiracy meeting with the other white conspiracist Nazi far right wing leaders of this of this of this loving. Um, and so I found that rather sinister. It explained why they were so interested in having Iwi Kiwi man on on Te Karere. It was so that they could uh, humiliate me and I sensed the sort of government behind the scenes. It was T V and Z after all. I made the mistake of saying it was Maori T V before. Uh, I think they're different. Um, Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, I see. TV so they are really, they are really, because I've been on that one as well. Mm. The thing about Mari TV, as well, um, they do at least give you a voice. They do. You don't get a voice on normal TV NZ. So fair dues to the Mari. Mm. They do, and I'd noticed that Willie Jackson. I came across him at Waitangi once, and 
He said, oh, I must get you on the show. And he was good enough to get me on his show with JT. And, you know, he called me a racist and I called him a racist. It was equal opportunity. <laughs> equal opportunity both had a chance. And we got on, we got on well. We agreed we'd have a beer together. I had no idea he'd be a cabinet minister one day in the future. That seemed most unlikely because he didn't know anything. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, but um, no, no, so they do. They do give you a go. But I was ready for them this time and I recorded as much as I could. I got the video or Joe captured the video of the first interview and I got the audio of the one where I was the only one in the room, um, which we've just played. So I'll tell you what, John, if I was if I was the editor of Takare, hmm. I would not be able to find, it would be so hard. I'd be working for hours trying to find something bad on you. It was such a good well, interview. It's just that, well, it's just that uh, <laughs> bad, bad is wanting equal citizenship. Yeah, and you know uh, that is it's held to be, be a deeply awful thing, but uh, it, it's becoming exposed now that that is uh, actually not an unreasonable position. Hmm. Kiwi should run the country, not Iwi, which is all that I'd ever said. And Don Brash, you know, who did the billboards for him and that, it's all he ever said. Hmm. But this is a long way from vaccines, isn't it? But the, what 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 we missed there at the start was she asked me to comment on Nati Tor's. Uh, press release decrying the occupation. I got a bit confused because I know Nati Tama uh, claimed to own the joint. Nati Tama, the tribe that uh, that Nati Toa, that Te Rapaha actually sort of waved Nati Tama and Nati Mutunga through so they could ethnically cleanse Wellington and become the Tangata Whenua, where they got rid of Nati Era. I think Nati Mamoi, no, that was south and south. Naitahu were in Wellington at one stage in their history too. So they just all ethnically cleanse each other and then claim to be the mana whenua of wherever they end up having conquered, which in this case is Wellington. So Nati Tama, a bit rich for Nati Tama to say that they uh, own Wellington. They went off and ethnically cleansed the Chatham Islands of the biggest genocide in history. But in this, so, so I thought it was going to be about that, but it turned out to be about the Nati Tower press release and uh, taking a dim view of the occupation. What they're particularly sensitive to is the fact that so many Māori are here, so many Māori are here, so many Ngāti Toa Māori are here. So I now have a very clear picture of um, what's going on. Um, hello, Sohan. <laughs> used to be a landlord. Um, and uh, how are you? Just doing a podcast at the moment. Yes. John. Um, Sorry, Grant. Ella's, Ella's got a question for you. Um, yeah, is that okay if she asks you a question? It's quite a good one about Jacinda oh, Ardern. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. go ahead, Ella. Hi, Ella. Hello. Hi, John. Hi, Grant. I bet it's not as exciting in Southland. I know it's very exciting in Southland, but I bet it's not as exciting as it is here now. Uh, honestly, I would love to be in Wellington. Yeah, it would be good to have you here. You know, uh, I Get hope a lift I with Jess Breach. Yeah, I, I should take her come up. Look, my question is, um, because we are in crisis now, and it's Having a little trouble hearing you, Ella. I'm not hearing so well. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. You sound like you're in a drum, in a, in a uh, drum or something. Now? You hear me now? Yeah, that's good. Yes. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, so if Jacinda Lee leave in America for three months, what's what will happen? Because um, I don't think the one will be in her place uh, will take any decision. So there will be wow. this protest for three months. 
Isn't she going to, to do the inaugural address at Harvard or something? It's true. She's no, I saw a sign. Three months. I saw a sign. Has mm. she gone already? Yeah. No, no. Uh, she did. Oh, how convenient. Oh. Has she? Um, does anyone else know? Daker, do you know? She left already. I yeah, know. I wondered whether she had. Perhaps not. I mean, oh, I'm signs, not uh, sure, but but definitely she will go by 22. Go ahead, Ella. There's one particular... Oh, sorry. <laughs> now, uh, look, I heard this. She will leave in 22 February. Um, oh, actually, oh, I see. Soon after, soon after uh, New Year's Eve, I think I... I heard this, so I don't think it's related yeah. with what happened now. But she is going to a university in America for three months until May. I'm not sure when she's coming back in May, but it's it's oh, quite right. weird because nobody will take any decision without her. Well, I don't know that she'd be prime minister. See, the the, the talk around here at uh, Mallard University, it was the Trevor Mallard Memorial Swamp. Now it's sort of. Um, I call it, it's like a university here. Everybody's exchanging information. And one of the, one of the posters says that uh, Clark Gayford's, uh, um, oh, help me out with the words. Um, Sister. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, his name suppression oh. is, ended, yes. is ended on the 21st. Now, that's 21st is Monday. That would play in, if that's remotely oh, no. true, it's if that's trend. remotely true, then, uh, oh, Ella's saying yes. Uh, then the twenty second really? would be would be the date that she would, you know, regrettably have to resign because it's been established, much to her astonishment, that her husband is a is a drug dealer. Um, but of course, it's I'm not, not suggesting any, any such. Oh, yeah, sorry, no. I didn't mean husband. The one that rejected her actually. <laughs> um, Notice that the wedding was cancelled, not postponed. But of course, I'm not making any such accusations. Perish the thought that the former first man was anything but blemish free but this is the chat that certain disreputables deplorables are, uh, are spreading and i feel a duty bound to, to pass it on just for what it's worth but that might mm. explain why the 22nd is so significant but so, you yes. know and ella you oh, seem to know that with more certainty than i do so tell us what you know <laughs> uh yeah i heard she is leaving and uh, uh oh gosh robertson uh, will be in yes. her place and, but I'm yeah. not sure it was about to be just temporary, not to give up to the, her job. So it's just going for some training, probably Klaus Schwab is there. Some Marxist and, uh, training. Yeah. The Harvard, yeah. That's the communist Harvard training. Dictatorship, Harvard <laughs> dictatorship. Uh, probably. School. A, a little point there. In this Go Marxist, ahead, uh, This Masonic, yes. what is it, the Masonic or whatever, the sort of evil sort of worship stuff they get into? Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. That's what these yeah. memorials yeah. all around here are based on. Apparently. Uh, Derniker, I thought it might be a good name. Yeah. Yep. Um, they've got Masonic um, symbols all around them, and in their their calendar date, twenty second of the second of the twenty second, is a really important date. Oh, have these special yes. uh, special I, I um, what, uh, what do you call them? Uh, like not yeah. party special um, celebrations yeah. and stuff, cult They're stuff. Very 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 superstitious apparently. So, yeah. This was meant to be a special date, uh, I think, in our good luck stuff, the 22nd of the tw second of the 22nd. It's also part of their Masonic, uh, whatever their rituals are as well, a special date for that as well. So, so we have a second reason. Is she doing a runner? Is well, it would make sense because I don't think she's going, going to be able to live the, um, in this country. 
Yeah. Is she going to go and jump on the uh, UN board or something? One would assume so. She's heading. She'll be heading for UN sainthood with with Justin, presumably. Where are they going to Where are they going to hold the UN once just, the hatred just, spreads so wide? They're going to have to an underground. Uh, somebody said that but, um, Schwab was in Antarctica at Scott Base. He wants to take over New Zealand from. <laughs> so you hear all sorts of stuff. <laughs> On the basis, no, it's yes. serious. On the basis that he wants, Sorry. he wants New Zealand because we're uniquely stupid here. So, so he wants, he thinks he can have New Zealand, and there's some sort of legal he, reason by, you know, by by going via the, the Ross dependency. There might be some way in. I don't begin to understand it, but somebody quite intelligent. He can enter this country. I think there should be a nudist. I think there should be a nudist colony in Antarctica for the <laughs> for the perpetrators. I've always thought that but, about the gangs, actually. But uh, with this I now um, think of a bigger gang, Nuremberg Two, that they're having this uh, court thing on, isn't mm. Jacinda on that list? I think she's on that list. I think. Oh, I've seen very her much name so. On yes. Yeah, she'll be on there. So that means if she's over there, that's easy for them to pick her up. Well, the problem with that, Max, is it's just a theoretical thing. It's not an actual thing with mm. guys with guns. It's just guns. a Zoom call, isn't it? I mean, it's just, I mean, this, I mean, I hope it's real. And it's certainly good for Rainer Fulmish to run the trial, run the run the information, I guess. But mm. I, I'm, yeah. I'm unaware that it has any legal power. To have any legal power, you need to have a man with a gun to basically enforce the enforce mm. the uh, enforce the verdict you need to have an independent jury i don't know what he's doing for that but i wish him all the best but mm. so what if it's she's another, proven guilty but he's no yeah, beginner is he another, um we're all trying to is no beginner oh, yeah. he took oh, no. uh, deutsche bank to court deutsche bank to court and won and do you remember when volkswagen had um they were doing something to their vehicles they were cheating on em emissions and he was the yeah. lawyer and his team behind that. Oh, yeah. And he won that case. So he is no beginner. He can, we should take him very seriously. He can prove the case. He can yeah. prove the case, just as Sue Gray has proved her case. But mm. it's rather what happens then, isn't it? It's mm. rather, you know, and, the, and when you actually haven't got a an official international tribunal, as in an official state-based one or international state-based one, it's rather moot, isn't it? I, but I, I hope I'm wrong about that. Hmm. But, Max, uh, how are you bearing up down there? Just uh, quickly, John Fitzer, Max is. Yeah. Max, you've been. It's been pretty uh, tough for you, isn't it, Max? It's. It is. Can't be it's, easy. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful atmosphere down here. Don't get me wrong. It's um, mm. it's a, it's a journey to be on down here. Um, you just feel humble. Like I'm feeling quite sort of a, I don't know, sort of a vulnerable at the moment. Um, oh. After being down here for nearly two weeks. Um, and everything that's going on down here, the change, change that's evolving, every day it evolves more and more as more people come. And since day one, more people have been coming here and joining the, the group that's becoming bigger and bigger. Um, today and tomorrow, it's the, the tourists coming and the people are coming down to have a look for the weekend because they've got the party here, best of all, yeah, sure. which is great. They're coming in. Uh, to support and be a part of it, to see what it's about, to go out and uh, spread the word of what it's about. But you can tell they're, they're a different sort of crowd. They're coming in um, uh, sort of a bit more apprehensive. Um, they're new in here. They're not so smiley. They're not so... Uh, oh, some of them, from where I am at, they're not so ready to smile, say, hello, Kyoto, how are you? They will if you engage them uh, and you catch their eye, but some of them are standoffish. You're getting a lot of uh, masks coming down as well. Um, so hopefully nobody's bothering them. They're coming in to see what it's about. 
Um, there's a massive crowd here. I'm staying out of it at the moment. There's a lot of us who have been down here from the start. We're down on the sort of downstairs outside. We've got a little own little village amongst our cars, and we're just keeping out of the main uh, rush because literally today it's been people walking around non-stop, shoulder to shoulder, walking into here, up upstairs in the parliament grounds. It's been shoulder to shoulder. It's just yeah, massive, absolutely people. incredible. Um, Where are you, Max? Where are you at the moment? I'm down um, the stairs next to the um, uh, beehive, next to the great big Masonic m m memorial bloody thing down here. Um, oh, I'm, I'm on the lion, one of the lions at the cenotaph. <laughs> I was, I was on, I'm outside, but um, I'm probably we're not just, too uh, far away. We're just uh, keeping, I'm under the big horse one. Um, uh, just down the bottom of the big steps from uh, the beehive. But, Excuse um, me, I have, I have a question. Yes. Go ahead, Ella. Yeah, I have a question. You are there in Wellington. You was uh, there for all day? Yep, yep. Uh, was there I any problem with the police? Oh, no. I haven't noticed what Max noticed. I haven't noticed people looking more severe. I, everybody um, seems to have a smile on their face that I see. But... Out on the police. outer rooms here, on the yeah, outer because... rooms here, the police are out controlling the traffic to try and stop them from uh, growing the streets further where they're um, camping. Oh, I see. So nobody so tried to move you, to shift your cars or something like that? Uh, they have been out there. There were actually meant to be a couple of um, tow trucks around. Um, oh, okay. They're actually okay. trying to stop uh, people from coming in and joining the crowd and just parking and extending the size of where we're actually uh, camping. The foot, They're trying the to get them to go down to the a certain print. area to park down there and stay down there. They're trying to regulate okay. it. I think they've taken a couple of tents from down the end of the road. They're trying to sort of narrow it slowly, um, but they won't get much. The people will stand up if they come in and push. And just How many people do you think are there? Max, I have an estimate. I have an estimate. I, I, was, an told estimate. By, I was told by. Hang on, I'm getting a bit of feedback. Yep. Um, the reason I leapt in there oh, is that. Yep. Oh, do I have to turn it down more? Uh, when you're not talking, just mute yourselves, guys. Um, uh, a woman I was interviewing, her husband was in the army and was an expert in, or well, part of his role, I forget which army, uh, was to estimate crowd sizes. And his estimate of this crowd was 18,000, which I thought, I mean, people are quite spread out, but they're, they're just occupying all, everywhere, of, of numerous streets inside and people and camped out. inside the law school just outside that big wooden building that was the biggest building in the southern hemisphere that's covered in flags and tents and so he might be right i mean he i i take you know the, i take a skeptical view of a lot of the estimates of the of the crowds of these various demonstrations but and i said to people if only we had one of those one of those experts who knows you know just by looking at a an overhead view how many people there are and anyway that's what this guy said 18,000. Now, that's very big. Wow, it is well, big. It could well be. It, it could be true. Because there's lots of people in these tents. 
it's Philip Morris. Lots of people Philip in these Morris. tents, and it spreads out quite, for quite a number of streets. So that may well not was, be an exaggeration. I was, I was going to say well, Philip Morris, but that's a cigarette, isn't it? No, Philip Martin said the police are being very friendly and obliging. Would you yeah. say that's true, Max and John? Yep, yep. Hmm. They're engaging peacefully, socially. There'll be one or two talking to another couple of people, uh, and there'll be other people standing around. The other police will be standing on, uh, messing around on their phones, on their smartphones, hmm. just um, keeping themselves occupied. Sometimes there's five or six, sometimes there's three walking around together. Um, then not it's it is peaceful, don't you reckon, John? The police have been very um, oh, absolutely, and they've given up. I think they've given, I think they've just given up. I mean, I think I think the battle was won. But the problem is, as I said to Liz Gunn, there's an interview that you've got there that I yes. Oh, I thought I was interviewing Liz Gunn, and she thought she was interviewing me. It's quite bizarre, but. Um, <laughs> You know, I said, Let, this is my one. Well, I've never interviewed an interviewer before. It's quite intimidating. But <laughs> but uh, why did I say that? I just, what was the point I was trying to make there? I don't know. You see, that's why do, I'm hoping. Numbers, let's come interview you. Numbers. Interview her. Yeah, yeah. I forget now. It'll come back in about a minute. You but, Also, uh, talking about police resigning, there was a couple of police that you spoke to earlier, a, a, a man and a lady. And I think they may have oh, been the yes. same, same ones that were on, on mainstream media. Um. I don't know if you want to hear, so. if the people want to hear that. Yeah, they were good. Just a man and a woman, just a young, youngish, by my standards, man and a woman who just happened to have these signs that said that the, one of them said he was interviewing, he was uh, apprehending rapists and pedophiles not so long ago. I thought, oh, he must be a cop then. So we've got two police officers here looking for all the world like human beings. It's not what we're used to seeing in this place in, in recent times. What, what, so you, because you exercise your minds, how is it in the police when you're expected to obey? What were, what were you doing in there? Um, we just remembered what we signed up for, and that was to help our communities, not stand against them. But in saying that, there's a lot of um, good police that are stuck in there. You know, they're stuck in there because they think that um, a mortgage and bills and all the rest of it is the only thing that's keeping them there. There's other there's other things out there. They just Thank need to stand up and remember why they joined the police. That sort of independent thinking, is that encouraged in, in the police? How about, how about you? Uh, yeah, I just had to go back to my root cause of why I joined and this, I did not join to stand on the other side of that fence and be against the people that I'm supposed to be protecting. Did you love your job before? I loved my Absolutely, job. Absolutely, very passionate. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. I mean, it takes guts to be a police officer. I mean, we put everything on the line yeah. to go out and go to work. We leave our families at home so we can go out and protect everybody else. And then this is what we're left with. Yes. This is the cards that we get dealt, even though the last four to six years counts for nothing. Have you seen down there on a fence uh, uh, handcuffed, a pair of handcuffs? Have you seen that? No. No, I mean, we, just got here, ago, we just got here this go morning. There, oh, we'll have to go have a look. Down there, yeah, we'll on that fence in Parliament. You'll see, I can show you a photograph when we're not recording. But yeah. that to me is a very poignant testimony that somebody, one of you, one of you good policemen just had enough of being opposed. I mean, I've been raging at them and I don't enjoy it. Yeah. But she's got to get that message and they've got to get that message that they must turn. I don't want them to resign so much as turn on the actual enemy and arrest them our brothers and then we can and sisters, get on with our country. Our brothers and sisters left behind wearing that uniform just need to 
You know, they just need to say, nah, nah, we're yeah, not going to do that. Yeah. Those we're are not, our people. Yeah. We're not going to nah. fight your dirty oh, work I'm just doing a podcast. What's it like at Police Headquarters? What's the atmosphere like at the wouldn't, moment? I wouldn't have a clue. No, but when, when, what was it like for you? Were you having discussions all the time? You know, in the whatever you call the mess room or whatever, or whatever the office um, about how you feel, about how people are feeling, about the approach they're supposed to be taking, or is it all very private? All very private. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a taboo topic to talk about. It's yeah. not talked yeah. about. Um, it, it feels like you, if you have an opinion, you should keep it to yourself and do exactly what the government is asking you to do without question. Each of you has a, what, what sort of ranks we you have particular ranks or yeah, don't was, have ranks anymore? I was a detective constable working in the child protection team. Yeah, locking up rapists and pedophiles, that would be yeah, a that's very, a, very that's exactly what I was doing. difficult, responsible job, so you don't lack courage. And neither do these people, these police, no, there's, presumably, there's, but no. there's more, moral, moral... There's more awesome people in the uh, police than there is bad eggs, you know? Yeah. yeah. But they, they stand out, just like on this side of the fence, there's more awesome people here than bad eggs, but yeah. everyone always looks at that. How are you going to make a living? You know, you've lost your income. Are you getting by? Yeah, we'll get by. We'll get by. There's, a, there's always a, a way. If there's a will, eh, there's a way. Yeah, well, you're, you're heroes to me that you've, you've taken this action. Right, I wish you. some others would. And uh, I wish I look forward to the first police officer breaking ranks and maybe walking up those steps with Brett Power, who's a guy that wants to arrest uh, Andrew Little. And I had a very good conversation with him. And he, he's, he's a great man, and a police officer needs to accompany him. We need the police to do our business, to do their duty and imprison these people, I reckon, because that's, this is a major crime being committed. I don't know if you agree with that, you don't have to agree with things, that. But things are changing, that's yeah. definitely noticeable. Yeah, well, thank you, both. Yeah, thank you yeah. both very much. No, thank you. So, Grant, well. I've now located some boys in blue mm -hmm. with yellow vests. Um, yeah, so this is on the corner. Um, Max, this is Featherston Street and Bunny Street, and there are some policemen... Uh, one of the, one of our side, one of the, dear, I say, maybe leaders or somebody who was sort of suggesting I don't get too close, so I don't want to embarrass our side, but I was just mm. going to have a word to these chaps, but they're just uh, two, three pairs of two, and uh, but there's a, a man holding, a darker-skinned gentleman holding a Maori sovereignty flag, the red, white, and blue one, mm -hmm. standing to attention in front of a road cone in front of a policeman, so... That could be, be interesting. Uh, issuing, issuing a sort of a challenge, but not really, just standing there. Just standing the there. latest from News yeah. Hub at 7.20 was that police say they have serious concerns about the health and safety of a planned concert on Parliament oh, grounds Parliament. this evening. So is that happening That's right now, is it? Absolute bollocks. Health and yeah. safety of a planned concert. Concerts <laughs> don't get sick, do they? This is what they... Concerts, yeah, the, concerts oh, don't get oh, viruses. Terrible or, writing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they're just, they're could... just uh, complete lies. I mean, the concert, I'll move back to work. I'll get a good exercise tonight, Grant. Thanks very mm. much. Says <laughs> here, we continue to maintain a high, highly visible reassurance presence on oh, site, yeah. and staff are engaging with the public and protesters to provide advice and, when necessary, take enforcement <laughs> action, spokesman <laughs> says. <laughs> they were just standing around <laughs> looking at this guy standing with his flag. Uh, what do you think, Max? Oh, Is that rubbish? 
political rubbish. Yeah. There's been yeah. so many people. Yeah. Everything, just, yeah. everything. Strangers turning up, new just for the weekend coming uh, to have a look, and they've just been pouring in all day since this morning. Pouring and pouring in. It's like staying out of the way. Uh, they're just walking in and out through the cars, trying to find the way, weaving up to go up these big stairs and any every entrance. Just yeah. pouring to have a look and move around as they can. The police, I've hardly seen them um, on the footpath. Um, they keep if they if they're around, they're keeping to the outer sort of edges of the whole. Um, That's where I've maybe been. down the, 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 the toilet down the bottom, but they're, they're keeping a, a low profile. Um, but there's no no harassment. They're, they're not coming in with any action or any bats or anything like that. It's just, but I mean, they may be in plain clothes. They may be in plain clothes. Could they be. They may be in plain clothes. That's what Anne, Anne found up at White Hanging. But Max, the the Wellington police, police the Wellington police have come under fire for not doing more to protect the Wellingtonians uh, as the patience is running out uh, to the disrupt and, and the disruption to protest. That, um, sorry, the, the disruption that the protest is causing is is it really causing a great disruption to Wellingtonians, or is that just more rubbish I, I, from the media? I was, I was talking to the people that I, I, I went and stayed with again last night. Um, I had mm. dinner with them, lunch with them today to have time out. And they've been telling me that where we are, we're in the CBD, and hardly any of it covers hardly any of the uh, workforce of Wellington. We are in the place where most Wellingtonians don't go, so mm. we're just in a little piece that most people don't even notice that we're here. Most of the people in Wellington. That's right. So it's a few people right. around having a bitch getting on the news and just raking it up to make it seem like we're closing all of Wellington down. And that's these people's words where we're staying, when in fact we're in a piece that hardly any of the Wellingtonians know that we're here. They don't engage in us. They don't come around us. They don't even see us. We're in such a small part where they don't go. We're not around the big shops, the main part of Wellington. We're, we're in the little main uh, CBD, which is this little, little work done here. It's a few offices and... It's quite incredible how they're making it sound as though we're blocking off all of Wellington when we're blocking off hardly anything. It's, uh, do, do you think it's irresponsible for people to protest at Parliament when there are 1,929 new community cases of COVID-19 today? Most of them in Auckland? Well, Don't you think it's irresponsible? What, what, what we're sort of, uh, having a bit of a laugh down here about is um, that in cheek. you've got everyone coming <laughs> from every part of New Zealand to here. This has been, yeah. what, two weeks now. And a lot of them are staying here, a lot are leaving. They're coming, going. They're going back to every part of New Zealand again. And so far, there hasn't been one COVID case out here. They'll make people it up. From Auckland. We've got people coming from wherever this COVID is down to here. There's no COVID here. This is meant to be yeah. a super spreader where you've got well, 18,000 people and there's not one case being come from here. There's not one case in here. So what is that sort of telling you about their whole statistics of COVID? It's, it's all wrong. It's bullshit. Yeah, they're Philip, to be, uh, he says it's rubbish to be, as well. They're, they're rumoured to be uh, sort of injecting a super spreader in amongst the crowd, aren't they? But I, well, it wouldn't surprise me. Just looking at this, this news here, yeah, the latest news, there is 1,929 new community cases uh, and the location of the new cases, North and 13, Auckland, 1,384. They basically, I'd say, they're 70, 73 in hospital. I'd say they're gunning for 
a big outbreak caused by you guys down there in Wellington. It's all your fault. Yes, yes. There's an outbreak in the wire. There's an outbreak in the wire app, we're... Go ahead, John. Oh, well, there's there's an outbreak in Featherston. Apparently, there was four cases or something, and they were, it was brought in by the doctors who'd been to a conference in Rotorua, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> so I was, but the thing is, so they're, they're going on these PCR tests, which is which is just rubbish. If Kerry Mellis was alive, the guy that invented the thing, he'd be he'd be laughing. He'd just be laughing his head off. It's just rubbish. Most yes. country, many countries have just given up on PCR testing. You know, the whole thing. Right. It's all designed to create a pandemic. Even this other test is only sort of like 50% sure. Yeah. Reliable. But another thing I was just, someone put up there that I just there I saw that um, the majority of down here are unvaxxed. That's wrong. That's there not true, is it? There are a lot of double vaxxed people down here. That's right. Single vaxxed, triple vaxxed, and they're also triple vaxxed down here as well. Mm. There's a whole mixture of everyone. So it's probably pretty much. Uh, um, Pretty much equal of who all, all the different uh, unvaxxed, single vaxxed, double vaxxed, a few triple vaxxed. I believe that a lot of people are refusing to get that now. So, yeah, three hundred thousand or something. It went up to a million. Late. The advertising is boost, boost, boost. You know, big full page tabloid, full page in the local papers up and down the country. Got to get your booster. But the people I meet, they've had a guts full of these injections. They don't want any more boosters. They don't want anything. People I meet, they've this had enough. They've been hoodwinked by the government. They're all falling apart. We're here. The boosters backing down. No one's mm. wanting to get that. No. Oh, well, there are some going and getting it, but it was 380,000 six weeks late, and then it went up to a million. And a then million? You've got, well, yeah, then you've got the people inside, inside the parliament. They're bitching and fighting amongst each other now. And then you've got the... Um, the nurses uh, decided that on the what is it the the fourth and the eighteenth of next month they're going to ten thousand healthcare workers are going to strike twenty four hours two days. The whole and you've also got the other news that the health system they're crying out now because the staff in hospitals is falling down. They are massively short on staff. They're getting burnt out, and they need more workers. They don't know what to do. The hospitals are about to fall if they can't get it started. The whole system is now starting to fall apart. They also, the pro-vax are also bitching about the media, as well as the unvaxxed, about the lies that they're spreading everywhere. So there seems to be just a whole big... It's boiling up like a big um, boil for a big blow soon, and it's just going to spew it, and um, the government's going to cop it, I think. Hmm. So, um, That's Dr. Yeah, uh, Jespreet, uh, Jespreet just said that Dr. Betty Head of New Zealand Doctors Association said yesterday that Omicron is very mild between a cold and a flu. This was on Chris Lynch's show. The Chris Lynch show. I don't know who Chris Lynch is. Does anyone else know? Is that the TV? Is Dr. it? I don't watch Dr. TV. Dr. Brian Betty. Dr. Brian Betty. Oh, I said yes. Brit- Oh, Dr. Betty. I thought it was some woman. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Brian Jespreet. Betty. I'll have to meet you, Max. Sorry, Max, you're talking. Go ahead. Uh, ahead, uh, On the health forum a while back, uh, a few weeks back, uh, they put up there to write of your experiences if you'd had the virus, uh, either Delta or Omicron, to write down what your symptoms were 
And they were getting people from New Zealand, from Australia, from America, from Europe. And they were all writing down that even the Delta, they were getting sort of sick, but it was mostly um, the vaccinated that were copying it sort of heavier. And the Omicron, they were saying there was more, uh, nothing more than a flu, a basic cold, basically. And kids yeah. would get a sniffle for a day yeah. or two, and that was it. And that was people from all around the world were writing in, into the forum there, writing that down. So it's like, what, I had what, the, what the government's preaching is just outright bullshit. Hang on, buddy. I'll bring you in in a moment. Carry on, Max. So, yeah, the government is just preaching. Well, we all know they're just preaching rubbish. They're trying to make it look really severe. Jab, jab, jab. Um, but in the saying that the FDA's uh, said no to the six-month to five-year-olds, Mm-hmm. and Visor's withdrawn the application for that as well. Max, uh, we've got a fellow here from the United States who had COVID. He's going to tell us some his experience of COVID. Yep. Go for it. Go yes, ahead. My name, my name is Eric Green. Um, Hi, I had Eric. COVID. Welcome to the program. I, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Um, I had COVID three times now, um, four times. Three times. I, I had all four of them. And it's from yeah. the people that... I didn't go nowhere to get it. It's from my friends that were here, and I know what, who is who the COVID is attacking. I've been trying to get it. No, I, I've been going everywhere trying to get hold to get COVID. I can't catch it. I must be too healthy. Yeah, I have a my blood type is uh, I guess Christ blood. I, I have AB positive and AB negative blood, and it heals from yeah. everything. Yeah, so, are you in the states or are you here in I'm New in, Zealand? I'm in I'm in the states. Whereabouts are you from? I'm, I'm from Taiwan, but I live in the States. Oh. I live in the uh, Arizona desert. All oh, right. Well, that's, uh, and so you're all right now? You're okay now? You feel fit and healthy? Yeah, I, I'm okay. I'm okay now. I just have phlegm every once, every time I cough every once in a while. I cough yeah. up some phlegm. Um, in the Bible, it's been around since the Bible days, this COVID has. You reckon, I reckon I had it in 2018. I yeah, felt crook as a dog for a couple of couple of nights, and then I was right again. And you know something? A friend of mine is in New Jersey, and he weighs 440 pounds. That's about 200 and something kgs. He's got a lot of problems with his heart. He's got heart fibrillation, I think it's called. He's got um, all sorts of issues. And he uh, tested positive for with a PCR test because he felt not quite right, and he thought everyone was going to get a test. So he had a test. They said, yes, you've... You've, you're tested positive. And so he said, they said they sent him home. Uh, he said that he uh, felt like he had a, a fever for about 36 hours. And then he was back working again. He's in the horse industry, racehorse industry. And so he was moving horses all around. He's back working. And he said that um, he he lost his taste. Did you lose your taste? No, I still have my taste. Uh, I still have my taste. I, I didn't get no fever. I just yeah. had a lot of phlegm. I just, I, I just, middle of the night, I'd be coughing up phlegm. Oh no! I'll wake well, up. He, I'll wake he, up it, it'll be like it seems like I was drowning in phlegm all the time. Good grief! Yeah, well, I felt a bit like that too. But I tell you what, mate. Um, he he was crook for a couple of oh, I would have been yeah, thirty six hours. He said he said he had a desire for Chinese takeaways, and the Miller Lite and the Jack Daniels was what cured him. This man should have been dead, shouldn't he? Shouldn't he be dead? He, there's plenty of people who get COVID, and they've been getting it for a long, long time, testing, testing positive. I'll tell you now that if I went down with, if I had a cold, which I had a couple of mo- months ago, I guarantee I would have tested positive for, for this cold. I think there's a, there's a lot of rubbish. I, I actually think that 
people are imagining they've got COVID. The PCR test with the cycles that they're using for this test, which Malice said you can you can test for you can find anything in anybody if you have the cycles high enough. And so I think the way to stop COVID is to stop the tests. Just stop testing people because that's the problem. Just get back no. to normal. Get back to back to life yeah. again. The, the way to stop COVID, the way they did it back in the old days, they they did it with concubines. They had concubines. Uh, is that right? Well, you know what we did? We do it with Fry's Bolson. That was a lovely old uh, a lovely old remedy. You just sniff that up, inhalation of Fry's Bolson. Do you remember that one, John? Uh, no. Did you want to give you that? I didn't. Did no, he say I concubine? Every, I, had, I, had, I thought he said concubines. we got to rush out and get them. a concubine. Yeah, yeah we good. give him the chop. I like that. You like that? Rush out and get some concubines. I had every disease going. Yeah. Oh. Do they still have concubines today? Oh, I don't. Have to get a prescription. <laughs> anyway, just Breed. She's been very patient. Just Breed. Yeah. Go ahead, just Breed. I have had friends who visited us today, and they are originally from the Waikato, and they crossed over to South Island on the ferry five days ago. They said they passed through Wellington. They said it was no different than any other usual experience. So I would concur with the gentleman saying that a hype is being made out of the whole thing that how much Wellingtonians are being disrupted. They said this is absolutely no, no difference at all. Smooth sailing to the ferry terminal and in they went. No issues at all. That's right. So what what That's do right. you mean, no issues? They can just get through without the vaccine passport? Is that what you mean? No, no, no uh, what I mean is no traffic disruption, no oh, this entire thing about, you know, holding yeah. Wellingtonians hostage. Yeah, it's all it's all bollocks, yeah. isn't it? Absolutely. Well, no, one in their right, no one in their right minds goes to Molesworth Street unless they're a civil servant. Um, it's, it's just a few streets. It's just a few streets where these, this is happening. And uh, it doesn't affect anybody else. Yeah, we we were driving around in the car when they came and picked me up, and it's like you've only got the main street up past the Parliament and down to the the road, the um, Riverside Road. There's a, another street over down that one as well. There might be a couple of other streets down connected off that around the bus stop, but you can do a little circle. Of um, maybe a hectare, maybe a couple of hectares around, and that—that's it. It's not yeah. not invading the whole of Wellington. Wellington is a big place, man, um, and we're we're all congregating in Parliament, and the the, the streets right yeah. close to it because that's where we want to we want to be close. Cars are bumper to bumper, pretty much, with a few spaces here and there. And you've got tents in between those. You've got tarpaulins of vans joining to vans. So you've got your own little quiet space. If there's an area between cars, you've got seats out there and maybe a little um, a marquee up so that people have got their little chill zones in amongst the, and music's going out here. There's a few places, there's, I think, in the, in the central, in the parliament itself, you've got three main places where music is, and then you've got the Hardy Krishna's tent as well. Outside, you've got sort of uh, under the the um, monument down below the beehive, the big monument with uh, the big high on top. That's that's one of the music things. I think down around um, towards the toilets um, on the corner down towards the bus station a bit, there's another sort of group that has music there. 
Um, I'm not sure if there's any up for, up near the. Um, I think there is some just below the uh, uh, food tents out on the middle of the road there. It's all these little communities yeah. placed around this big community, and we're keeping it close knit. So this is the... how many people are fitted in one little space, mate. It's incredible. It's tent city, car city, truck city, camper city. It's just incredible. This is not the uh, cafe district. This is the very boring part of town. This is the uh, you know the old wooden building which used to house the whole of the New Zealand civil service. It's now the uh, law school, I think. It's the high court which I'm just sitting outside. I can't I can't be arrested because I, I haven't got a vax pass to go in there. Uh, there's a court of appeal. There's a very interesting um, story there which you might wish to play, Grant, of uh, the etchings in the glass of the of the court of appeal. There's the national Certainly. library. There's um, all of these sort of boring institutions of state, if you like. That's the precinct we're in, the cenotaph. Uh, and uh, well, I've been. Uh, I'll have a listen sorry. to this. Yeah. If you have a listen to John Ansell, Liberty NZ podcast, I'm just, I've just been uh, alerted to what is written on the glass walls of the, apparently is the Court of Appeal. And here is a wonderful line. Every person has the right not to be subjected to medical or scientific experimentation without that person's consent. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? And here's another one. Everyone has the right to freedom of thought, conscience, religion, and belief, including the right to adopt and to hold opinions without interference. Isn't that very interesting? Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> it's a bit windy down there, John, isn't it? I just There's had to other ones. mute There's you. There's other ones mm. there too. Yeah, yeah, let's oh, hear that, shall yeah. we? Yeah. Here's another one from the itch, itched into the wall of the Court of Appeal, where law ends, tyranny begins. Wow, who'd have known? Who'd have known? Everyone lawfully in New Zealand has the right to freedom of movement and residence in New Zealand. Who'd have thought? What else have we got here? It's a little bit hard to see. Um, it's all sort of etched in glass. It's not the easiest to read. The welfare of the people is the supreme law. That's Cicero. Must have been some Supreme Court justice at some point. Judge Cicero. Here's, uh, oh, that was Judge William Pitt, that other one. Where law ends, tyranny begins. That was William Pitt. William Pitt. Was he on the Lord Court of Appeal? Don't remember him hearing of him being, but what's this one? Fragile as reason is and limited as law is as the institutionalized medium of reason. That's all we have between us and the tyranny of mere will and the cruelty of unbridled, undisciplined feelings. That's feeling, feel, feelings. Felix Frankfurter. Is he in the Rocky Horror Show? Not sure. Felix Frankfurter said that. These are just little sayings that have been etched. Someone 
at some more ethical point in time has felt the need to etch these into the glass. I don't think they'd be authorised now by Ardern. The strictest law often causes the most serious wrong. That was Cicero again. And on and on it goes. All these incriminating, all these incriminating uh, sort of aphorisms or quotations that can be quoted back in the same institution at the trial of the Jacindanistas. Fantastic. That's what they completely ignore about our rights and Reason is the life of the law. It's behind a behind a gazebo pole here. I can't quite see something. The common law itself is nothing else but reason. The law, which is perfection of reason, Sir Edward Coke. Doesn't quite make sense to me that law is the embodiment of the moral sentiment of the people. That's William Blackstone. Everyone has the right to freedom of expression, including the freedom to seek, receive, and impart information and opinion of any kind in any form. It's the Bill of Rights. I think that might have been the Magna yeah. Carta. There's a Magna that, Carta the in there somewhere next to that, so I don't know whether that Bill relates to that one yeah. or the previous one. I'll read that one anyway. We will not sell to anyone. We Just will deny job. to no one either justice or right. Magna Carta. I think that was the Magna Carta. They're all of a muchness, aren't they? They're all written by free people. Here's another one. Everyone authorized by law to use force is criminally responsible for any excess according to the nature and quality of the act that constitutes the excess. And that is the Crimes Act. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Oh, gonna, they're going to have to smash this window, I think. Truth emerges from vigorous debate. That's a Chinese proverb, probably not written in the last 80-odd years. Truth is not established by the loudness of the voice. Another Chinese proverb not written in the last 80-odd years. They were quite clever, those Chinese, or quite... quite uh, quite uh, fair and balanced at one stage. And all of those have been denied us over the last two years. What's that, Max? Sorry, all I had to mute you, John. All of those that John just read out then hmm. have been taken away from us over the last two years. That's right. Slowly. Yes, that's right. That's right, that, that Bill of Rights. And the, the one that was the Crimes Act that John read out, uh, where the police, even though they're authorised to use force, if they use more force than is necessary, like what we saw on Wednesday two weeks ago with a policeman doing push-ups on a person's head with uh, two police women 
uh, tearing a girl, uh, ripping her out of a crowd by her hair, uh, that's unnecessary force. And those people, they, they need to be held accountable. And we need to see it. The people need to see some justice for what happened Wednesday two weeks ago. Uh, sorry, John, I had to mute you there. It was getting real loud. Windy Wellington's playing oh, up. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, yeah. I got in a slightly less windy place. But, yeah, that, the reason I was struggling to read it because they were it was done artistically in different typefaces, all mm. sort of mashed together, and it was quite hard to follow. But, yeah, I thought that's just your your perfect defence, isn't it? If they have us, if they have us on in the in the court of appeal, we can just say, Your Honour, if you could just put your mask on and, and come out to come out to reception, <laughs> and you'll see, come out to the front window, and my entire case is etched into that window. It's the exactly. history of freedom, really, hmm. history of freedom and fairness that you're supposed to be upholding that I have not breached, but you have. So perhaps you should be in the dock, and I should be have the black cap on and sentencing you. Hmm. But uh, it's all there for a clever judge to exploit. And there's signs to the signs. There's, there's, si there's cardboard signs on the, on the uh, traffic lights, <laughs> funnily enough, saying, you know, to, uh, to the signs, two signs etched on windows. You know, this is your defense sort of thing. Hmm. <laughs> Cardboard signs pointing to the signs on the Court of Appeal, which Jacinda Ardern is preaching. Go ahead, Elton. Now, uh, jo uh, John or Grant, I'm looking for an idea. How can we get TV1 and TV3 to tell the truth? Because, let's be honest, the people that go to get the vax, they are not here. They are not on convoy. They are not... Um, watch, uh, looking for information on uh, YouTube. Uh, they look. They watching just the single source of truth, and um, the, it is a problem because there are more probably a million, uh, a million, I guess, that go for that vax. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think those the, the, the people Brian, have to oh, be. Uh, those people need to find a way to wake them up, but they watch just TV one. And TV3. Well, notice that the the one of the arch liars, um, the delicate uh, Dr. Alana Ratner calls him scum, uh, which I think she has to apologise to scum for that because scum is a vital <laughs> part of nature, not not like Brian <laughs> Betty. But but Betty is one of one of her arch enemies because he's so uh, dishonest, and he's now come to the conclusion that everybody in the Mallard Swamp. Stroke University knew about months ago that Omicron is not a big deal. This is the mm. man, the I think president or something of the. Uh, He's the head of New Zealand Doctors Arch Association. Grand Im Imperial Wizard of the New Zealand Medi uh, mm. College of G Royal College of GPs has just found out what everybody listening to this podcast and everybody in that wonderful celebration of humanity just down the road has known forever. So they're starting to find they, the rats are leaving the sinking ship. They're trying to pretend that they've just come across new information. It's just not going to wash. But that might be how it changes. Um, on, dishonest people don't suddenly declare their honesty, but they they kind of gradually shift their position. I think, and that's mm. what. And, and people are Brian Betty is hoping that we haven't noticed that. He was diametrically opposed to this current position not not several days ago, but uh, now he's 
miraculously come round to the position that Omicron is, well, it's like the middle of the word, micro. It's a micro problem. But I guess that's how crooks do it. They, that's what politicians do. They probably train for it at the Klaus Schwab School of Lying, whatever it's that's called, Young sure. Leaders, Young Bullshitters Academy or something. And they just they get caught to modify. Perhaps Jacinda learned this at Wokato University. You just modify your position slightly and hope nobody notices that you've actually made a, a total shift. I can't mm. think of any other way to get rid of them short of force and just untold shame and everybody knows the game's up and suddenly the minority that we are or perhaps we are people here pretend that we're the majority perhaps we are now um because there'll be many other people that hold our position that don't quite know if it's safe to admit it yet but the tide will turn especially anybody who comes to this festival or as liz gunn calls it or told me that they call it a pro-fest it's like the protesters festival pro it's a pro-fest <laughs> But uh, anyone who, they should come down, the, 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 the head of the doctors should come down and ask anybody at the ProFest uh, what the current state of play is with their little pandemic. And, and we will tell them free of charge. I think we have to hack uh, either uh, TV1 or TV3 and put that news out <laughs> to oh, wake up people faster. <laughs> Here are the news read by... Grant Edwards, the <laughs> pandemic is going well. Jacinda Ardern has been arrested. Her pseudo-husband uh, is in Parimaremo, and she has fled to Harvard, to the safe haven of Harvard University, where Not she is lodge. the flavor of the month, uh, <laughs> along with Angela Merkel and uh, Justin Trudeau. And yes, Macron. Yes, and they will be convening the United Nation without an S in New York to the general disgust of the world's population. And Bill Gates has completed his seven billionth murder mm. of. Oh, it's just it's ghastly what they really want to do. But if little New Zealand, even I don't know how big we are in in the protest movement, really. I mean, Canada's getting deservedly getting a lot of attention, and uh, uh, did Australia, you see in Canada? Yeah, the, 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 the Mounties are uh, pushing people around. They're, they're no, riding in uh, moving protesters they go, on. They go over so with the got, horses, blind, mm, yeah. blind horses, blindfolded wow. horses, and oh. apparently kill a woman. Oh, uh, but they were brutal. It's a video on on, on internet. Uh, they are brutal. Oh, and what like Melbourne, yeah. Melbourne police and you just read out uh, on that window that etched window it said that if you if policeman you're in you're in authority to um what was it john can you remember what you read um tyranny and law if in law i don't know i can't remember when, when you're, you're given authority to um to uh, uh, use force to arrest people if you use more force than is necessary then oh, you're yeah. culpable then you're yes, responsible. Yes, that's right. That. That's yeah, right. It's the law. Mm. Yes, I don't think using boys' heads as rugby balls is no. really that uh, condoned in international law. But uh, the um, women's arms broken. I mean, you spoke to Brett Power, and he went into a list of people. And I've seen photographs of right. uh, elderly women with uh, one elderly woman with her arm broken and, and it looked like it was broken, uh, all bandaged up. Uh, people with broken ribs. I mean, that's it's crazy behavior. They were innocent. 
protesters one of my mates, and standing. Yeah. Go ahead, Max. One of my mates, yeah, he's got the uh, broken thumb. The police mm. snapped his thumb because he wouldn't let go when they're holding together. Um, he's got it plastered up here. He just brought the first aid here. They did a good job. Uh, the, the another mm. guy, the second guy who got his thumb broken, he was only 23 or 25. He had to go to Palmerston North, and he's back, so he went hell through hell uh, going into hospital there, it's special room, all tarps in it to wash it out and that, but his thumb smashed, it's damaged the ligaments and tendons in his thumb really bad, uh, it may never be the same again, so he's going to take them to court on that. It's so that's serious, probably. So, um... This is, I'm just reading the just reading a headline here from Canada. Police, including some on horseback, push into crowds of demonstrators to clear them from the streets of downtown Ottawa on Friday, local time, arresting more than 100 and hauling away vehicles that have been blocked, uh, have been so rather blocking the core of the capital. See, I, I don't believe that. When I hear our media going on about how the, the cars down there, Max and John, have been blocking the, all the roads and Wellingtonians are getting sick of it, I don't believe a word they say. They're just lying. And that was exactly what uh, we heard Cam Slater say. He's the BFD. He used to be Whale Oil, Whale Oil Beef Hooked, I think it was, his, his yeah. uh, media organisation. He was down there and I heard his speech and we put it on the podcast. He said, the media are lying to you. The government is lying to you. They're just a pack of liars. And, and that's just so completely, true. all the time, all the time. I mean, that my, yeah. my experience with Te Karare, which is TVNZ, was just uh, typical. I, I knew they'd do it and that's why I recorded everything. Mm. Um, maybe we can make a YouTube of that because uh, everything they said was a lie um, and uh, or everything they tried to insinuate was a lie and they didn't like the truth. I mean, they, they haven't run it they, because I didn't give them any wriggle room, I don't think. And, no, and right. they weren't, they were they're looking all the time, the media, for something to humiliate you with, something to, to carry on their pretend narrative. And uh, but when the police um, start to attack innocent people, that's not a good look for them, and that's why they've had to back off. I was talking to a guy who knew the former head of the army. There's not many degrees of separation around here, <laughs> and, no. and um, somebody that you, whose name you would know, but I don't have permission to pass it on. But but uh, knew a previous head of the army. And he said there's only about a thousand. I might have said that, and I might be repeating what you've already played, but um, I can't no. remember. But um, but there's only um, there's only about three thousand left in the army, and a thousand of those um, sort of run the show, uh, the sort of back office and everything. Uh, and so there's a, it gave me to believe there's about and many some are overseas, and um, they they just haven't got the numbers. What they do have, the thing that frightens me, if anything does, is that sonic weapon, mm. if what if what a cousin of mine passed on to me, and I don't know where he got it, but he's an intelligent chap, but he says that that sonic system, which he gave me the name of, but I can't remember, but basically it, it, uh, it's like a microwave by the sound of it. It fries your insides. It's, uh, it's, it's not here. just the noise. Yeah, it's not just the noise. It's mm. not just even bursting your eardrums, which it does to some people apparently, but it sort of cooks you like a chicken. Well, you, you, um, And that is, is frightening. Point? If that is anything anywhere near the truth, that is very frightening. Uh, that's what well. they could be doing to people. But I wouldn't – I think Liz Gunn has – I think she was telling me today that she's 
she's done a, a, ra a, very, a, a rage about that and, you know, how dare they. And, and you, you can't hold your head up if you're a policeman after that, can you, if you do that to your people? I'm just and wrecking my brain, John, for a Bible verse where you, what, you, what I think you are describing to me, if this weapon, there is a weapon yeah. that's in the Bible. I'm not sure. I think it's Zechariah. And it describes where it, it, there was this mighty war and the, the soldiers, their eyes and their tongues would consume from their heads before they even hit the ground. Oh, dear. It's standing yes, on his feet I'm, I'm... and his eyes are consumed in their holes and, it, and its tongue is consumed in their mouth. This is Zechariah 14, 12. You're just reading to me scripture. You're describing scripture. Well... I think what, what my cousin was saying was that uh, it has long-term effects. It's a bit like reading about long-term effects of vaccines, if you know what I mean. But it's if they turn it's up not volume. just what happens to you at the time. It's the long-term effects of what's going on inside you. I can't quote chapter and verse, but mm. it doesn't sound good if they're going to play that sort of... So he said, he said, tell the people down at Parliament not to move their cars because they want to move in this black vehicle, this black vehicle with this um, the Bushmaster, this big big screeny thing, big screen right. it's got the, right. so I hope he's wrong I hope he's wrong, I hope he doesn't know what he's talking about, but it, it's the sort of thing that the baddies would do, isn't it? And, and he's saying that's what happened in Australia there were people saying that, and he said the people won't even know what's hit them, they They'll, they'll feel slightly sick in that, but they won't know what's going on inside their bodies and what's going to keep going on and that's the bit that frightened me, I guess John, it sounds rather just, like a vaccine for one of I don't these know if vaccines. It's me. John, I don't know if it's me, oh. but we're having trouble um, pick, hearing you. You sound like you're a bit tinny now. So maybe, uh, Max, oh. can you just confirm that, that John's sounding tinny or it just could be at my end? Is that is that is he sounding a bit tinny? Oh, it sounds like he's still coming through reasonably okay. Coming through, right. Okay, if, oh, if we have sorry. problems, John, you can just cut off and then ring back again. That usually clears it. So carry oh, on, I'm sorry to interrupt. Mm. No, you're oh, right now. I'm sorry. You're good now. Well, I... I can contribute further if you want to play that Liz oh, no, you're not. Yeah, could you cut off um, and then come back oh, and okay. I'll play something while you're doing that? What would you like me to play? Well, there's that chat I had with Liz. Um, right. I thought that might yeah. be quite interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll, okay, I'll and if then. you just cut off and then and call back, we'll um, we'll play your interview with Liz Gunn. Oh, I'm going to interview an interviewer. What about that? <laughs> For the Liberty NZ podcast. I'm, unfortunately, it's not, it's not visual. I wish it was. <laughs> This is Liz Gunn. I can't not interview Liz Gunn, at least for a few minutes while she goes off and interviews someone else. But how's it going, Liz? You were... Look, John, we're forever sealed, you and I, because when I was doing that speech the other day, you were right at my I, right I, I hand. I sort of sabotaged it, didn't I? You didn't sabotage it. That's a good point you made. Well, I was only pointing out that, you know, we've got a couple of serial mass murderers and one of them is a lot more successful than the other. Brent and Terence only on 51 and he's not in a good position to improve his score. But Twitter what? went crazy on that rubbish and yet oh, they? they're oh. not looking at the number of dead from this no. injury. No, they don't. And uh, not looking at over 40,000 injured. So what That's is right. up with that? It's just crazy. We've, We've got we... to get reporting of truth. How many have died of, of the, of the, of the, uh, of the infection? Maybe 52. Are they really saying that all those hundreds of people that have actually died of the injection haven't died? With these wonderful people at the health forum behind me here, the health forum tent with photographs of people Such died, maimed, 
probably sterilised when it comes when the truth is told. It's hard. Are they really that, denying all that? But what do you think is happening here, John? Because that oh, well. horror is as much as that's horrific. This is on the other side yes. equally in terms of love. This isn't is a it? cross between a love-in, a, <laughs> uh, a music festival, and a university. Did you know? I've learned more here than the than I learned at the university down the road. <laughs> do you know they're calling it a pro fest? A pro, it's a pro fest? No, pro fest, F-E-S-T. Oh, I see what you mean. So it's a pro fest. It's a festival of yes. protesters, but it's yes. a music festival. Yes. It's a glory festival. It's a love festival. Yeah. I think it's all about honesty versus dishonesty. And as soon as they say the word anti-vaxxer, you oh. can say, well, you're dishonest. Absolutely. And that's where everything flows from that. You're yeah. dishonest for saying that because you know very well the people here are not anti-vax. Most of them have had their, had their shots. It's just that this isn't a vax. And so they start with a lie and yep. it just gets worse and worse and worse. And also, also, why don't we take back anti-vaxxer and say anti-vaxxer means you're pro-researching, you're pro-questioning, yes. yes. you're pro-not giving your power away to some yes. politician, you're pro-saying I'm not sure until I've investigated myself. Yes. In other words, your anti-vaxxer now means highly intelligent yep. and independent and sovereign and able to stand up against the crowd and say I'm not sure until I've researched. So good on the anti-vaxxers. Yes, it's a curiosity <laughs> test as well. It's, it breaks along the lines of, of I think, cowardice, uh, honesty, and yes, curiosity. Absolutely. It's just incredible when you stand up and you are courageous and you say, yeah. I will not be manipulated and I will speak my truth. And everybody here is one of those people. It's Everyone here. Anyone whose curiosity stops uh, at what Jacinda Ardern thinks, or Susie Wiles tells you that the injection goes in your arm and there's a bit of interaction with antibodies and everything's fine, that is, that is probably a sign of mental illness, I think. I think this will result in a country where the people never give our power away again, ever. No, no. I will never give my power to any leader. No. They will have to show from their actions that they're honourable, they have integrity, that they're sincere in their service, that they're not about money or power or gain mm. for themselves. Then I, they'll get my respect, but they'll never get my sovereign power. I'll never say, I need you to show me the way. I will be an adult showing myself the way and respecting my brothers and sisters who serve the community but that's it never ever looking up to somebody they'll be my equal and they'll show me that they deserve that that place by their hard work we need politicians who don't want to be politicians totally. to be politicians don't we totally. we talked about this on the phone i was interviewed by tbnz and they tried to say well oh who are the leaders are you one of the leaders are you you've been having meetings with you i haven't was really a meeting i was in the bath you know they, they, i said there aren't any leaders as far as i can tell Maybe Liz Gunn. Ourselves. Yes, everybody's yeah. everybody's humble. Everybody's looking up. All the so-called leaders are looking up to the other so-called leaders. Yes. And nobody is, is is really wanting to be that ultra supremo because which they're too the genuine. World, That's which right. Is the new world. We all feel disgusted at a leader who yeah. would say, "I'm the one source of truth." That was it for a lot of Kiwis. I know. That is it. I know. Just do not do that. Don't do it in the churches. Don't do it in the communities and the sports teams. Just be our equal. You know, yes. and that is New Zealand, equality, That's respect, right. dignity, things and here otherwise get, it won't work. Things here get done. They, the, the state turns the water on us, a guy turns up with a spade. Next thing you know, <laughs> you've got a trench, you've got plumbers, you're putting, uh, putting road it. cones and <laughs> providing pipes. And, oh, then it gets too hot, so they think, oh, a fire might break out, so we better put fire hydrants. We better <laughs> sweep up the hay and put water everywhere in case it catches fire. You know, this is, it's not me, it's not you, it's not, it's not him over there. It's somehow, no somebody has an idea, certainly somebody has yeah. an idea 
and then it grows like wildfire. Nobody seems to be taking the credit so for these So, John, ideas. what is the key to that? The key to that is authenticity and, and yeah. doing it from your heart, yes. not doing it from some ego, yes. not doing it from, I think I can get something if I do this. It's That's just, right. I want to give. It's, mush, it's, it's mushy old love, isn't it? It's mushy old, yes. powerful I mean, old, fierce old love. I do think there might need to be a bit of ferocity to end this thing, but I hope not. I mean, I hope she just gives up. Love can be I very fierce, John. Well, love yes. can be very fierce. Yes. Love is what got me up to say I'm not putting yes. up with this. Yes, I know Love for this country, and it's it fierce. And you yes. don't muck around with that kind of love. But, you know, people are still being stabbed. Yeah, I know. Children are still going to be dying. So it has to stop. Yeah. It can't just, she can't just take satisfaction. Oh, well, we've got all the loonies down there in front of us where we can see them, and we'll just carry on with our stabathon. We can't, we can't let, and, and, April, apparently, April Fool's Day is going to be horrendous, according to what some of the laws I've been hearing about. It's, they passed. They're very hard working, our politicians, passing laws in the middle of the night, aren't they? It's horrendous what We've got to doing. stop. It's We've got to end it in March. Absolutely. It will end before then. If Kiwis come here and see it and see the atmosphere, they will never again believe anything in mainstream media. Yes. And they will start to go, if mainstream media is lying and then they're reporting on the government, is the government lying? It'll just fall like dominoes. Come here and see yes. it in Wellington. Yes. Come to Wellington as part of your yes. civic We've duty. We've got to get Lambton Quay up here. You, you get very miserable walking down Lambton Quay, seeing the Masketeers and, <laughs> in what we call heat anyway. I had so many um, men stopping and saying, I yes, love your T-shirt. Yes, yes. Be kind, Jacinda, They resign. might pop in in the weekend and have a look, you know. Absolutely. And uh, hopefully, anyway, I thought I was interviewing you. Yeah, so anyway, it's we're always equal. interviewed each other. So. It's always equal. Thank you, Liz. Lovely to see Thank you very you. much. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you, Liz. Thank you very much. That was good. Oh, was Two interviewers crazy. interviewing each other. She's classic. Oh, I'm not an interviewer. I'm not, I should have. I should have shut up more. She's got a no, lot to say. She's very great. good. She's very good. She's very yeah. articulate, and she she would be my preference at the moment if there is a leader. Then she she's uh, she's done the hard yards. I, I I kind of stayed. I went up to see her on what I didn't realise was the speaking podium. It was just a mm. little bit of garden. It, uh, and, and, and then she was handed a microphone and started speaking to the crowd, you see. And I thought, oh, what am I going to do now? I had these posters, one of them saying New Zealand mass murderers, one Jacinda Ardern, two Brenton Tarrant. And, and uh, the other one just had a little girl and says, how dare you? Hmm. And I was kind of thinking, well, I think I'll just hold these here. I had the, a copy of 1984, which I sort of attached on the front too so if anybody was photographing they'd see that and I thought I wonder if uh, Liz will disown me now because I'm this terrible person who believes in equal citizenship and is is, is coming out there in, in, a, in a supposedly threatening MPs or well it wasn't I was just asking which method of execution they prefer he preferred but you know I'm, I'm a bit unsavory to a to a nice person um, and I that was my sort of wondering if I could work with Liz, because I had that name and she had it independently, and I thought that would be quite good, quite good to to work, yeah, mm. together. I'd like to do the ads for a free New Zealand party. In fact, I've already done them <laughs> years ago. But I thought, I wonder if Liz would disown me on the basis of that. Well, she rang me up, didn't she? So we had a good mm. chat, and we found we've got quite a lot in common. We've both got a great regard for uh, Dr. Alana, for one thing, mm. and. Um, Oh, I think, because I was thinking, well, maybe Liz is a bit soft with this sort of lovey-dovey stuff all the time. Maybe a, a more masculine solution might be required. I still think that it might be. But, um, no, and uh, we seem, seem to get on. So she passed my test anyway, and I, I think she's 
She's really putting the words together. She's, she's a seasoned broadcaster. She's a thorough professional. Everything mm. she does, you know, the interviews, the, you, you don't have to worry about the photography or anything like that. She'd be a dream to work with in a, for an advertising person like me if I was to be helping with that brand. Well, um, John, when uh, I heard your interview at uh, Te Lily, I could – I hope I pronounced that correctly. Sorry if I didn't. I think you should be the Prime Minister. Oh, shit, shut up. <laughs> I know you said that. No. Well, um, yes, that would, be, that, would be, that would be a bizarre idea, wouldn't it? Yes. You sound better um, than Longy and, and, and the, the other yes, people. I haven't heard a decent speech from a politician for ha, years. Ha. What about ha, Muldoon? Ha, Muldoon. Ha. Oh, oh, yes. He was probably one of the last ones go, that used Mr. to make Scott. me laugh. Go, Mr. Edwards, go. No, no, Mr. Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wouldn't say that. Well, well, there's a lot of us, you know, as, like your good self and your fantastic effort with this podcast all the time. Just You're building a barn, for goodness sake. You're having deliveries of iron and all those sort of practical issues, and you're running a podcast so superbly, so... And it's you know we're we're all a bit ragged, aren't we? We're all, we're not doing this, and and but Liz brings that sort of professional standard that we used to have, you know, in the old days. <laughs> Here are the news, read by Dougal Stevenson. I used to say, <laughs> "Here are the news." News should be plural, shouldn't it? But um, you know, she's from that school. She actually walked out. She was Simon Dello's co-host. That's right. She said, and "Shame on you, Simon Dello." Walked, Shame she on walked you. out. On principle, she gave mm. up a hugely well-paying job, I'm sure, um, and so she's she's done it, and she's got up again, not because she wants to, and I think she would go into politics not because she wants to, but because she knows she's got some skills. She's certainly yeah. got some interviewing skills. She doesn't want to be a politician. Um, no one does. No one. No, the right people no, are the ones that don't want to be politicians. Yeah. You've got yeah. to be wary of certain people. There's one that comes to mind that uh, has been, sh you know, has been... Uh, it's been known to listen in from a time A one-man sort of, a one-man ego, ego fest in recent times. And I'm not going to name any names, but, but we, we um, yeah, we want somebody more... Uh, that, Cincinnatus was the model, apparently, in Rome. Cincinnatus was this guy who knew, knew a bit about fighting and... He was called upon to save Rome, did so, and then went back to his plough, and nobody could mm. quite understand. The emperor had offered him whatever he wanted, and uh, no, he just wants to go back to his plough. He obviously had a great, some sort of strange relationship with his oxen or something. But, um, but he went, so that's, that's what you want. And that, that is, I was discussing with this on the, this on the phone with Liz, and the, the, the Swiss system, this is... I was running a, an ad idea. My fantasy Free New Zealand Party has um, the voter veto, which is the Swiss system. When the politicians pass a law, you've got 100 days. Um, Amy Brook in the South Island was running that uh, idea too because she had the Summer Sounds Symposium, which I went to, the sort of talk fest in the, in the Nelson Marlborough area. And there was a guy from Switzerland talking about this. And... Uh, the people have a hundred days to get together a referendum, uh, a petition rather, and if they can get very few signatures, like fifty thousand in Switzerland, be about twenty-five thousand here, I think, um, then it goes to a binding referendum. 
and they're having those all the time. About four times a year, they might have four or five binding referenda. The public are told what the pros and cons are. You never see that on our voting system, do you? No. Um, and um, uh, I thought, as a as a stunt, I would ask the three New Zealand masterminds, the quiz show, uh, to name a Swiss prime minister or president. I don't think any of them would have ever heard of a Swiss prime minister or president because, well, they all get a turn. I think all the mm. all the governing gets done in the cantons, and that was a, that's a system that I think you know, direct democracy might be something that we would uh, would make New Grant. Zealand a better better governed country. Excuse me, you Ella. Excuse me. Um, would you like uh, to uh, introduce a guest next Saturday? Uh, it is Peter Wilson. It's Peter from Wilson. South. Yes, from South Island. Um, it's a very interesting guy, and he will do. Actually, I think he can be like a host, like a co-host with you. Uh, he has a lot Thank of you. information, and it's. Um, um, uh, it actually quite an important guy in Southland. It's a farmer. It's uh, we have a huge farm, and it's a really Kiwi. So it's from yeah, here. Kiwi and bloke. He has, sorry, sorry. A Kiwi bloke. Yes, a Kiwi bloke, That's what we and call them. he's doing a lot of good things. For example, now he sent meat in Wellington, uh, like uh, a big. Uh, um, stock of the meat uh, so it, it's very and also he is one of the guy that uh, we meet uh, like once a month uh, lots of people and uh, we have a great time uh, is that with voices then, for freedom uh, no 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 it's a different thing it's more uh, yeah. faith based but it's not necessarily faith it's to help people it's for people and right. uh, he's a big heart and Lots of knowledge. Sure. What do you think, John? It sounds all right, doesn't it? Sounds, sounds good. good to me. Mm. Sounds good he, to me. He will be very interesting to hear. Trust me. I yeah, know excellent. him. We trust and you, Ella. We definitely trust you. And um, uh, you will hear a lot of a lot of good information from him, and uh, from from the land, if you understand what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. We are about to be chopped off. We're about to end our stream. It's not our not our idea. I'd like to just keep on going for hour after hour, but they make us chop. Well, they How cut us off after two you, hours. How can I send you information, Grant, to be able to invite him? Oh, have you got a pen handy? Oh, yep. just a second. It's. I'll say what it is, and then I'll publish this this podcast, and you're about to, you're about to get it, and I'll write it in the in the chat as well. It's it's Liberty. NZ okay. at Yandex, Y A N D E X dot com. So, Liberty Y N D E X. I, I just put it in the chat there. Can you see it? Oh, Liberty NZ oh, yes. at Yandex.com. Perfect. Yeah. perfect, perfect. Yep. And I they're will, going to uh, chop us off. And then, yes. uh, would anyone like to come back and we can, we can carry on this conversation? I would particularly like to talk about what sort of a government. We, we need how, what sort of a political system do we need once the once we've got rid of all these uh, disgraceful characters that are on all sides of the house that are allowing this genocide to go ahead uh, to our children and to our people so i'd be really interested in that i'd be interested in hearing from you max and you john and you too ella and also daker so when we come I back have, and hopefully yes I have just some idea. Is, 
Is Jess Jasper still with us? She's been here. I'm going to send her a message right now, and um, and we need her presence. Yes, I always like we presents. Need, yes, I like to feel my <laughs> presents before I get them. Yes, before I, I, I like before I open them, I like to feel them. See what I've got. Okay. Does that mean? So does that mean? Okay. <laughs> All right. This will be the end of this podcast, and now for something completely different. Um, with three buttocks. Oh no, that was Monty Python. Yes. Just one moment, please. Would you call yourself a socialist? No, I wouldn't call myself a socialist. Would you call yourself a socialist, John? I'd call yourself a socialist. Would you? No. 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 No, I definitely I don't not. Know. I, yes. It's amazing that she didn't call herself a socialist even though she was the head of the World Socialist Youth. I think she should have said, no, I wouldn't call myself a socialist. I'd call myself a communist. <laughs> but, but that was in, I was, I was only 25 then. That was in, um, oh, was only 25. Hungry? And I, was it hungry? Is it, no, she didn't oh. remember. She it would have been the highlight remember. of her life, but she couldn't remember. And, um, comrades, comrades, comrades. Comrades, comrades. No, but she, she couldn't remember. And, um, but she hasn't changed her views since then. No. So, no, should we just chit chat until they cut us off, John? How about that? Well, is, uh, I was, if I may. It is not actually a socialist here. It's more fascist because the the communist socialists, they didn't kill people just because they want to kill. They kill people that wasn't agree with them, but not create genocide, except Stalin, of of course. That sounds like Uh, what we're getting getting now. Fascist. I had to cut cut John off because he's he's a bit windy. He's got the wind up in. Windy Wellington, they call it. That's why it's so noisy. Look, we'll put. Let's let's hear the weather from John. There we yeah. are. There's the weather. It's windy. Here's the weather. And Wellington. <laughs> yes. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be back straight after um, this. Now, what am I going to play? I oh, play. Oh yes, Doctor Fauci. So this is just a message to all the haters out there who are attacking me. Now, if you attack. Anthony, Dr. Anthony Fauci, you are also attacking science. 